Welcome to the Lost Lowdown, podcast number 150, with your hosts, Justin and Claude. What's up, guys? We are back, continuing our Season 3 commentary series with Episode 320, Man, The Man Behind the Curtain. Nice. The infamous cabin-centric episode. <laughs> Happy 150. Yeah, we made it. Wow. I remember when we were trying to get to 100, and it seemed like it was going to be a long, uh, that what, took 20 years? Yeah, I think so. I think that's right. Um, Uh, I'm bad at math. Uh, Yeah, no, it sounds, uh, as a a mathematician, I can confirm that that's correct. (laughs) Nice, thank you. (laughs) Been approved. (laughs) The mathematician seal of approval. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So... Podcast one was on May 8th, 2006. Yeah. So uh, this is August 2015. Yeah. yeah. So what's the math on that? Uh, Nine well, years. Yeah. Uh, three months. Uh, or two months. Yeah. One month. Nine, nine years. Uh, three months. Three months. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. We're... Uh, We've been doing this a while, you might say. Yeah, I mean, is it a career at this point? <laughs> what <laughs> point is like it, it technically a career? Yeah, I mean, yeah, usually career is something you, um, you know, make money with. But um, Oh, really? Oh, yeah. We're supposed to be making money from this this whole time? You know, some do. Wow. Uh, yeah, there's people out there, actually a lot, you know, these days, um, actually most of the podcasts I listen to, uh, at least have some kind of sponsorship. Wow. Um, yeah, with, you know, so they'll take a pause and, you know, the most common thing I hear is like audible.com. I really hate that Audible, the first book's free. Try whatever. a free audiobook. Uh, blah, get a blah, new, blah. get a new, like, get a new thing, guys. Yeah. Come on, Audible. Like, get a new promo. Like, it's just, I just, yeah, you hear it on everybody's thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's excessive. It, I, I, I looked into it, and, like, I guess it's not that hard to, um, you know, uh, get, you know, get that sponsorship. Yeah, and then, like. If someone comes from your thing and they put in your code, then you get some money for that, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's it's kind of a quick and easy way to get sponsorships. But there's there's some other ones that I hear pretty commonly. Squarespace, I've heard a ton of times. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, these days, like, I don't actually – I don't think I've heard, like, a, a an advertising-free podcast for a long time. It's really uh, kind of taken over. Unfortunately. Yeah. So I think we're one of the last ones because we're from like the old crazy days when like podcasts <laughs> were kind of a newish thing. Well, when you were doing it for the love of the love of the art. Exactly. The love of the game. Exactly. Yeah, because I don't think uh, I, the, in those days like Lost Cast or what, like they didn't have sponsors. They just did their podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And you downloaded it for free, and you'd have to, like, sign up for their premium membership and get access to all their shit. You know, it's like... Yeah. It's, uh, it's a different I feel world. like it was like we were there at the the uh, the glory days of, of radio before, yeah. uh, before KISS FM. Yeah. 
Before Clear Channel took over everything. Yeah, we're the pre-Clear Channel podcast. Yeah, and they're all affiliated with these, like, podcasting services or, or, I don't know what the word is, like, podcasting channels. I don't know. They're, they're mm-hmm. sort of these these uh, companies, I guess, that, that just group together a bunch of different podcasters. and. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess they're like in charge work. of, like, promoting them and uh, setting up the... You know, the yeah, it's like a network. It's a network. Stuff. Yeah, network. Thank you. That's the word. Yeah, it's like it's like um, you know, like a TV network or radio network, and like getting all of these other pro- programming, basically. Yeah, I mean, in a way, I guess the LPN is like that, but it's you know, it doesn't uh, you know, it's it's the old version of that where it's just kind of a mm-hmm. a. a, a putting together of all the podcasts it's a list yeah versus like uh you know where they're they're not cultivating what's on it and like all the podcasts on that network have to say a thing at the beginning that they're uh you know they're a whatever podcast you know a podcast one or whatever you know there's all these there's all these feral audio you know there's all these things that i hear Mm -hmm. at the beginning of podcasts now um and I, I didn't really think about that until I thought about how long we've been on. But yeah, podcasts are just different now. It's uh, and yeah, we I feel like we should be doing advertisements just to fit in. But um, <laughs> when have we ever tried to fit in? <laughs> that's it would also be very much against our thing because yeah. yeah, like no one, no one does the kind of yeah the crazy let's just talk about shit forever sort of format. Um, I've never heard another podcast try to do that. Yeah. Um, everyone really likes to keep it tighter and shorter and, you know, it's good for the commute or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas we're good for that road trip you wanted to take across the country. <laughs> Didn't you want two guys talking about loss for 20 hours Yeah. as you drive across the country? This is the right place if that's what you wanted. Um, so, yeah, it's... Uh, it's weird to think about, um, uh, and I yeah I kind of I kind of like being being you know I guess what can, what else can I do I mean I, uh, I you know there's no point being mad about it I it's nice to just be uh, old school podcast yeah no we're not trying to get anything from you people except to, for you to listen just to listen that's, that's all, all we want. And we'd like to know if you're listening, but we're not going to make you go to a sponsor to tell us you're listening. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, 150, man. That that's pretty crazy. Uh, totally crazy. Um, I hope we can make it to 200. Um, I feel like that would be nice. Well, there's a way to figure out if we can. Yeah, I know. There's a simple math. I know we've already figured it out before, but I don't. Yeah, know. and I think the answer is like no. Yeah, it was, like, close, right? It's going to be close. Yeah, it's going to be, like, how our finale podcast was, like, 80-something. It was, like, 83 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so what that means is that our commentary started, you know, right after that. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, that's, like, an extra, what, like, 17 or so that, you know, that don't get counted. Even though our first podcast was about the middle of season two. Mm-hmm. Even with all the commentaries and the extra podcasts we did, we only made it to 83. Yeah. Um, so if you add in that extra 17 plus all those, um, I don't think, yeah, I think it's going to be like 80 something and uh, we won't be able to make it to 200. 
Yeah, well, I think I'm kind of doing the math here. Uh, I think we have 49 more to go. <laughs> really? Yeah. I, Are I you think... sure that's is that is that uh, is that like hours or, episodes or is that that includes so that counts the finale as as one thing? Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah, 14 plus 17 plus. Uh, season six is 17. 14 uh, plus 17 plus 17 is... Oh, okay. And then plus one more after our current 150. Oh. Okay. Well... So I, we get to 199, I think? So actually, actually, I wanted to do one about the missing pieces, uh, Mobisode things. Oh, that's right. Um, Because, like... That's part of the show, for better or worse. And also, um, one about the new man in charge. Mm-hmm. At okay. The end. And uh, also, we should do like a wrap up big all about Lost thing. Um, so I think that will carry us to 200. Okay, nice. Which I, I guess I was wrong before. I don't know. I, my, my counting was bad. Sorry, I failed you. You failed us in counting. Yeah, I'm not that good. We we were counting on you. Yeah. Oh. The counting. Oh. Oh, with a devastating pun. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure I could continue the podcast. I'm so devastated by that pun. Yeah, that was that was a good one. It was uh yeah, right right uh, bullseye. It was. Vampires would love that one. They would. They love puns. They'd be counting on it. Oh, no. Uh, Well, cool, yeah. I'm glad glad we'll we'll, we'll get to 200, so we have, like, yeah, around 50 more to do. So for our listeners who are like, when does this train end? (laughs) Um, Around then. I think proper around then. Now, you know, the uh, the underlying uh, fear slash hope, I think, is uh, we'll, we'll <laughs> as we are wont to do, uh, get some other idea of something to talk about with Lost. But I think as, as a proper ending to the Lost Lowdown, um, I think we can safely say the, that's the last stop on the LLD train. Yeah. Let's slow down phase two, you know. Phase one was the original run when the show was on. Mm-hmm. Phase two is the commentaries. And a kind of just a reflection, retrospective on the series as a whole. Because these commentaries are not for first-time viewers of Lost. Yeah. <laughs> to say the least. Oh, no. Um, it's like we're, you know, we're talking about stuff from way late in the show, you know, in, se- in the season one things. And, uh... You know, because they talked about that stuff later, and so it's really, it's really that kind of thing. You know, some there are a lot of rewatch podcasts out there that try to make it newbie friendly, and this isn't really that. You have to kind of go back to the original podcast if you want the our our untainted reactions to things. Yeah, yeah, it would have been. I mean, we didn't. There's no way we could have done this or had the idea to do this. And the, when the show was originally on, when we first started, but it would have been cool to do a commentary series then. Yeah, yeah definitely. But um, that would have been a different thing. It would have, yeah. I mean, you know, we at least at a certain point we went scene by scene, and so it was sort of like a slow commentary where we paused <laughs> after every scene. 
Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, so that's, I guess you could watch. You could watch if you're new. You could watch the scene. And yeah. Stop it. Stop it and listen. And then, so but you probably, there's probably spoilers, but you know, for the episode, but. Yeah, because we know the whole episode. That's true. yeah. That's true. But that, I mean, yeah, that just would have been really hard. We would have had to watch it the first time. But there's no reason to, to do a commentary series on a show unless you, you would already do a regular podcast, you know, yeah. like, we, we we weren't into it that way to go, we should comment on this. It's like, what are we commenting about? We don't exactly. know what's happening. Exactly. Yeah. Just podcast. Yeah, right. I mean, it would have been it would have been kind of interesting. You know, one thing I think is cool is we did uh, an initial reaction after the the final episode. Yeah. And so you really get to hear our literally, at least for me, because it took me a while to watch it. Literally, like you know, a minute or two after I saw the last scene, mm-hmm. you know, what I was thinking. Um, yeah. Um, and uh, and it wasn't pleasant. <laughs> <laughs> I was not happy. Yeah. I was very, very, very upset with that ending. Um, and I think, I think you know, it, it's, uh, it left some scars that are uh, maybe being healed by this process. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, a psychoanalyst was like, this is, th- this is therapy to yeah. uh, deal with what happened. Kind of and- come to terms with it. Yeah. 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 That's sort of what it feels like. It's sort of... I, I I really feel like one thing that definitely happened for me is that in my first you know round through the show, which is incredible because of how much we talked about it, and yet I think I misread the show mm-hmm. uh, the first time through. Yeah, I mean it's a, I don't want to say this because it's going to sound pretentious or whatever, but I don't think most people know what the show really is. <laughs> I know it does sound pretentious, <laughs> and yet and yet. I think it's quite true. And I, and I feel like there's an inherent um, craziness to saying that it's kind of like, you know, no one understands how good this piece of bread really is. Right. Only I understand what this bread is really capable of. Right. And it's like, what are you talking right. about? It's just a piece of bread. Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, so I think it's, it's, you know, I, we've, we've, we're, we're through the looking glass. We're in the rabbit hole. We've seen the right rabbit, whatever metaphor you want. We're going to the mountaintop. We're we're, we're Tabla Rasa. We're uh, a a lot of season one episode titles. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like, you know, we've, 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 Dave has made us jump off the cliff, you know? Right. Uh, So, uh, we, yeah, we see the numbers, all that keep, keep going. But, um, so it's kind of like we, we, you know, but it's like, at the same time, I think, um, I think it is true. I think there's a, I think the show was, was it's two things. It's what you see on the surface and it's this, uh, and it's what's, um, the, the structure of that and what that really means, which is like how the, the, the aspect of the show that's telling you, how to view the show that most people don't see. Right. And right. I think that's kind of like the first layer we all got, everybody gets, it's a yeah. fun action show. It's a it's mystery clear. show. It's got, yeah. you know, we understand the characters. We understand what they want. You know, yeah. we, it, it's, it's entertainment and storytelling. Yeah. You know, and then that second layer is like, okay, but what is the show trying to say uh, more than just that? Right. I think a lot of shows have, um, uh, a, a, they have a version of that second layer um, that's more muted and and yes. smaller in scope. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I, you know, like Mad Men, you know, Mad Men has the fun top layer that's right. fun and entertaining and the storytelling aspects we all get. And it's got a second layer that's about, you know, social issues, about humanity. It's about how we right. treat each other. It's about, you know, time. You know, it's about the thing theme, basically. Yeah. But that's like it. You know, it doesn't... Right it doesn't get bigger than that and it doesn't, there's not a lot of need to expand that area, I think. And I think that's what the weird thing with Lost is that second layer is saying something bigger and it's using every single thing from the top layer to tell you that. Right. You know? Right. Um, and it's like, it's like a magic eye, I think, you know, at least that's how I felt like this whole process. It's like you stare at it long enough, you get to see this pattern and, you know, you can show other people the same image but they might not see the pattern right and they might not care to see the pattern right and they might see the pattern and i think it's that interesting <laughs> yeah so, you know all those things happen i think yeah yeah exactly um yeah uh i totally agree it it reminds me of so i've been watching the x-files and i think the x-files has like what you're saying like a muted version of what loss has as far as like it's also a show where they don't get a lot of definitive answers, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and by the way, just as a, you know, side note, uh, Mulder's apartment number is 42. Nice. Um, <laughs> I feel like that's not a coincidence, but maybe that's just me. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, I guess if anything, it, it goes the other way, you know? It, like, they chose 42 because, based on that. Uh, yeah, sure. Um, cause I'm certain that they at least saw some of the X-Files, mm-hmm. um, if not the Robert Patrick. Well, what, I, you know, what's Scully's apartment number? Oh, that's a good question. Actually, I don't know Scully's apartment number. I should look next time they show her apartment. Um, uh, but I, what I was going to say is like, it's, it doesn't give definitive answers, but, um, it does show things on screen, you mm-hmm. know? And so I think that's that's this thing that Lost did that, you know, at the time really frustrated me as a viewer because, um, you know, it hints, it loves hinting at all of these crazy things. But when it comes to explicitly showing them, simple example, you know, the smoke monster transformation or something, mm-hmm. um, you never see it. You never yeah. actually see it happen. Um, and... Uh, the X-Files is not like that. You see aliens. You see mm-hmm. spaceships. You see mm-hmm. ch- chambers with bodies in them. And you see, uh, you know, these secret rooms with all this crazy, you know what I mean? It's You, you don't know what it all means, but you know there's something there. <laughs> yeah. And so there's kind of a concreteness to maybe we don't totally understand what's going on here, but our suspicions are confirmed that there's something <laughs> going on here. And, <laughs> and Lost doesn't even, it, it pulls back even from that. Um, it doesn't quite, it, it doesn't quite even confirm uh, your, your very likely correct assumption that something strange is going on. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, uh, it just kind of lets you draw the conclusion, and if that's good enough for you, okay. No, yeah, no, what it does, it's one step before that. Uh, it, it lets you decide what conclusion you want to draw. Right. And that divergence is 
what the characters on the show do. Right. Whereas there's just no there's no room for uh, maybe there aren't aliens. You know, yeah. you just can't you just can't go down that. Yeah. Road. It Mulder and Scully don't open a door and then see something, in, you know, surprising and then close the door and Mulder says I saw aliens and Scully says I didn't. Right. And right. and then the show the plot extends from there to where one person is sure they didn't see aliens and one person is sure they did. Right. And, you know, they might blow up a hatch about it. You know? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah exactly and there are a lot of things where i think i think we know but if i'm strictly concrete about what we see on screen and you know we've talked about a lot of these you know very small things um like whether or not mikau came because of the flare or whether or not <laughs> uh kelvin killed Rosinski, you know where and these are like super small things but even there we really can't be sure what happened. Mm-hmm. You know, there's just nothing. There's nothing on screen that's concrete enough to draw a definitive conclusion. Yeah, and again, that that quality of not being sure what actually what the plot is. Yeah. <laughs> or what the story is, as you say, um, it is a unique quality to the show. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. There's just uh, most shows you you can say what happened. <laughs> true true yeah i i i don't usually feel that sense of like well it looks like this is what happened but uh Mm -hmm. it could be many other things yeah and we can either decide to (laughs) accept one of them we can either just live in that ambiguous space where showzinger's lost exactly Yeah. yeah where we just say like it's yeah it's all a nun it's you know, whatever you want it to be, it's, it's, Mm -hmm. yeah, you know, um, or you can just disengage and say, who cares? Yeah. (laughs) You know, and just not even, well, that's, and and every single version of that, and again, this is, this is the quality, I think, that lost, this is the prism that makes it work, is that, that dynamic of here's a problem, here's a, here's a catalyst, you have, you know, three or four ways you can respond to that catalyst, including disengaging. Yeah. Uh, that is the show, and that is what the characters go through. So yeah. there's this micro and macro level of the same thing. You're seeing this thing play out. You, you, you know, you for the characters in the story, like they make these choices. You know, Rose and Bernard are the disengagers. Right. They're like, oh, I don't. I, we're done. Something's happening here. Uh, but yeah, we're gonna. Dis- I'm not gonna get involved with that. We don't want to be involved. Not my problem. There's, yeah, there's the then there's the people who make decided choices about it, like Jack and Locke. Mm-hmm. And they know this is what we should do. We got to go down this yeah. road. Uh, and then there's this like is what this means. This is yeah. yeah, exactly. There's like Sawyer. I think is a great example yeah. of like. Let's just let it ride. It's both. It's neither. Does it right. matter? Right. Um, I'm not worried about it. I'm just going to go with the flow. Yeah, exactly. He's not, you know, he's not trying to leave the island, and he's not trying to get involved in the island. Right. Uh, he's exactly. right in the middle. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's really interesting how the reaction that the viewers have to watching the show, <laughs> or, to you know, to what the show is saying about the, the, the story and the mysteries in the island, 
is mirrored in what the characters are going through. Yeah, definitely. And I think you don't know that. You don't know that you're playing out the same thing they're <laughs> playing out. Right. Right, exactly. Yeah, so like I kind of feel like you can view the the whole show metaphorically as as and and you know, they explicitly said that at the end of the show they were trying to address something about the meaning of life mm-hmm. i think and so you know this isn't totally out of left field to say it, it does sound really uh, pretentious to put it this way but how can you not when you're addressing me of life but in a way yeah. you can you can see the whole show the characters the island as kind of just you know humanity coping with life in the universe and like trying mm-hmm. to understand it maybe not trying to understand it maybe just focusing on their own lives or not caring or being frustrated with it or you know being destroyed by it like there are so many things that that can happen and i think all of that plays out and what you're bringing up is actually there's another level to that which is this kind of audience uh the audience engagement with the show also is it, it can be viewed as a metaphor for that which yeah. is kind of crazy that it 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 has enough to sort of support those uh, those crazy metaphors or you're watching the thing and it's kind of telling you how you're, you know, the various ways you could engage with it. Yeah, I, I think that's insane. It is. <laughs> yeah, I think that's really insane. It's, it's like watching a comedy. It's like watching a sitcom and the act of watching it is telling you something about watching sitcoms you know, uh, or if I think that's a good metaphor, yeah. it's like somehow I'm watching this and deciding to laugh or not is telling me something about how we decide to laugh or not. Right. And what it means to decide to laugh or not. <laughs> yeah. And that some sounds people can crazy. laugh. Some that people sounds like can... the coolest sitcom ever. <laughs> Take that, Seinfeld. <laughs> show about nothing. How about a show about a show? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> How about a show about watching a show? Yeah. Yikes. Yeah, and life. Like it's and life. It's, yeah. Be- but well that's the that's the connection, right? Because life is watching the show, so it's right. about life which is about watching the show, you know, so it's just, yeah, they're they're connected that way. Uh yeah. yeah, it is this sort of geometric exponential connection I think between like those how those layer, you know, it's like these mirroring like a fractal pattern or something. Yeah. Where you, you see this, you see us, you see, you know, this one pattern on a small level, and then you zoom out, and on a bigger level, you see that same pattern. Right. And I, I feel like most people are more like uh, Rose and Bernard, or Son and Jin, or um, yeah, even Desmond. You know, the characters are are types of viewers. Yeah, and we unfortunately are Locke. <laughs> yep. Oh man! Oh my God! Holy crap! <laughs> oh, that's man. why we're still here. That was a low blow. Oh man! Oh, well, I, I need time out. <laughs> that was that's really real. <laughs> because he had he had the worst character arc. I know. He I know. Couldn't, he, he couldn't get over it, and he was stuck at the know. end. And at the end, he he said he didn't understand why. I know. And I, I think that's going to be us. That's way more like us, I think. Yeah. Wow. I'd love to be the Jack, but I think we're more like Locke. So did we have what it took to get over it? <laughs> or, or did we never get over that's it? That's the thing. Like, if to be like Jack, we really are just going to have to accept it wow. on some level. And I think, yeah, we're just not there yet. <laughs> yeah. And at least perhaps we'll achieve Jack by the end. 
you know, but I so far I think it's been a very lock podcast. <laughs> I really didn't think. Oh man, I really didn't think the show, this podcast, could be any more like uh, have any more of my psyche wrapped up in it. But, uh, <laughs> this that's an extra level of like yeah. now, you're, now you're now you're playing out the characters. <laughs> Well, that's the thing. Because they present kind of the range of options, we're in there somewhere. Yeah. You know, and it's kind of yeah. clear that that's what we are. Yeah. And it's it's weird to see that. Uh, yeah. It oh, is. man. That's really crazy. <laughs> yeah, we're totally like. Now, the question is, will there be a bin to put us out of our misery? Right. Yeah, that's what we need. That's what we need. <laughs> It's like, I don't know, the government outlawing podcasting or something, or just like, somehow there's just, you can't podcast anymore. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. Wow. Because <laughs> we're never going to stop otherwise. Well, here's the thing. Um, yeah, I think we have to learn the lesson of Locke. That's the key, yeah. And and uh, and yeah, figure out how to how to pull a jack by the end of it. That's what uh, we need to do, you know. Just like just uh, kind of, uh, I guess. I mean, we're still engaged with it. We still care about what's happening, and we think it matters. But we don't have this burning need for answers and meaning and all these extra. You know what I mean? We yeah. can just kind of accept things that. They should be like this, and that's fine. Well, yeah, and I and I think the big thing is, um, you know, Locke was always trying to figure out why he was special uh, right. and what was what was. And I think we we see. I think that's the thing. We have the keys that he didn't have. You know, we have True. the perspective. So a much wider yeah. perspective. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think the commentary series is helping us put everything in perspective and 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 uh, put these these lingering uh, issues to bed. Um, uh, and yeah, kind of make peace with it. And I think uh, that's the thing Locke never got. No. He never got a chance to take time out and go, wait a minute, what have I been doing with my life? And, right. Uh, you know, what, what has been motivating me and what are the choices I've made? And yeah. Yeah. He just kept going from one thing to the next thing. And uh, every new thing was like, here's, here's my, here's where my answers, here's where my destiny, here's where my meaning is going to come from and uh yeah it was it was one disappointment after another until the end and then even in the afterlife i mean i guess he was okay with it he didn't seem like still like he was still frustrated about the island but um he still never got answers mm -hmm. you know and i i also find that frustrating yeah um, which I feel like is well, probably appropriate for, you know, and that's the thing, you know, in his quest. Yeah. And I think, I think that's that, you know, those, those, those levels, right. There's, there's like the, the, the show itself level, what the characters are experiencing. There's the, there's like the viewer level, yeah. how we view the show and then, you know, connect it down to, you know, that sub meta level of the, how the characters are viewing the show. Right. But then the show 
and then but you know we're living life so there's a larger context there for us yeah. but then the show on the smaller on level one is talking about level three right which, which we are in <laughs> you know so it's this weird it's this weird thing it's where, a christopher nolan movie now it's a christopher nolan movie <laughs> That's what's weird. Lost isn't a Christopher Nolan movie. Us people watching Lost is a Christopher Nolan yeah, movie. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's not within the show. It's it requires people to watch it for that yeah. to take place. Yeah. Because they didn't write it like Christopher Nolan. Christopher Nolan is a very uh exposition, let's like let's explain a lot of stuff kind of thing. Yeah. It's not that. You bring that in. Yeah. You know, and sort of turn it into this this strange, like elaborate machine. Yeah, it's really it's really strange uh, to kind of see it that way um, and to see how because that's the thing like you're not it's not just applying even you know what you what the show is doing on level one is not just affecting level two you're like well what does that mean for life you know right. and, and like you were saying with Locke and, and not getting answers that's the thing you they couldn't get on the level one in the, right. within the show is that the point is there are no answers the point right. is you make up the answers yeah. That yeah. that can line up to reality or not, right? Right? They can they can have real consequences or not, or or, or you can or you know those consequences affect how you decide if they had consequences. Right. You know, like you know if the psychic tells Claire she should give up the baby and then like she does and nothing bad ever happens to her, then wow, that psychic was a real psychic. I, you know, I'm right. going to take away he was right, and that's what should have happened. And if, right. if everything works out, then that seems to validate, you know, the idea that he was telling the truth. But, you know, right. like, it, obviously things, you know, not only did he change his mind, but he wasn't real. So, you know, all the other the stuff. The psychic that story has so many levels for yeah. something that's such a tiny part of the show. Um, mm -hmm. But it definitely illustrates a lot of the... A lot of the strangeness in general, because, yeah, there's the interpretation in the original episode, which is that he knew she was going to crash on the island and mm -hmm. he was trying to make her do that. That stands as a possibility. Um, they, the, the added fact that he's a fraud, um, mm -hmm. which, you know, one can be a fraud and yet have a real ability or experience. For example, they show Miles, who has a real mm -hmm. ability and yet he uses it in a fraudulent way. <laughs> you know? There's the show doing its thing again. <laughs> so it's sort of like just because he's a fraud doesn't mean it wasn't real. And yet it might. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and in the end, ah, who knows? And it's, just because it's real doesn't mean you're not being defrauded. Right. Totally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. Could be a totally real thing. And yet fraudulent. Yeah. So it's <laughs> he has a real vision and yet he just did it for the money. Yeah. Like it's totally possible. Um, yeah. All those things are possible, and we just don't we just don't know. Um, yeah, actually, it was... it's funny I bring that up because if I remember right, there's a behind the scenes thing where um, they were gonna actually have the psychic uh, in the brig. Yeah. Um, that was an idea. Like the psychic was gonna come out of the magic box, quote unquote. Um, I really wonder where that was going to go. I can imagine various reasons they might have cut that. First of all, it's not very personal for the characters the way Anthony Cooper was. Um, but they must have had something in mind, you know? So it's, it's interesting to me that that was actually, you know, on the table. Yeah, we've talked about that before, and I think I, I kind of feel like I had the, this thought that I'm having now before, which was maybe he was going to be an other or something. Oh, right, 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 yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I think you have. I think uh, we had that theory earlier when we were talking about the psychic because um, there. That's like that's kind of the obvious answer, which is yeah. weird because I didn't really ever think of that during the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, the obvious thing is the thing you never think about. Because it's yeah, it just kind of it just kind of makes sense, um, and it it doesn't actually require anything supernatural. Yeah, you know, um, except perhaps you know Jacob saying you know get this person, mm-hmm. you know maybe <laughs> if it even goes there, you know, or do they just want her because she's pregnant? You know, like yikes, yeah, who knows. <laughs> Well, well, and here's the thing, though, and it's funny you mentioned that, like, Jacob knowing and all this stuff, like, like, I think, I think the idea is he did not know about the plane crash, right? Because, because that only happened because his desk was didn't brush Well, yeah. And we know the others didn't know about it. Clearly not. So, yeah. so, the, I, so only Jacob, like, maybe, like, if, if you know, if. If the psychic was another and Jacob told it, he he would have been the only one Jacob told, because uh, the other ones obviously didn't know about it, you know. But yeah. like, really, it should be that Jacob didn't know. Ah, I don't so know. I guess that's a whole other question. Yeah, <laughs> about that. Like, I think it's really hard to know whether he knew or not about the original plane crash. What I will say is that he clearly knew about the Ajira crash. Because he goes to Hurley, um, you know, after he gets out of jail and he gives him the guitar and he tells him to get on that flight, you know, and the guitar had the message for Dogen. And I think there's every indication that he knew the Well, Jericho here's the thing, though, that makes it different, I think, is is he knew that the plane was going to fly over the island. Mm-hmm. That's different. I mean, you can know that just by knowing the itinerary of the plane and the direction and knowing right. where the island is. Right. Versus knowing that Desmond's going to fail to press the button in an altercation with Kelvin. Sure. And that's going to blow up, you know, tear apart the plane and make it crash. Yeah. Uh, uh, versus like, and, and, and maybe, the, I mean, now, maybe the alt, the, the other side of that is, uh, which is something that's interesting to think about, is uh, what if Desmond and Kelvin w- didn't have their fight, the button was pressed, uh, would, the, uh, would the lossies have just vanished off the plane? Uh, and, you know, and the right. plane keeps going or something. Right. Uh, right. And the explosion was just the other way for them to get to land, you know. Right. Right. Or, yeah, you could go another way, like sort of a Desmond flashes, the picture changes kind of um, way, which is that they would have crashed there or landed there somehow. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And it just happened to be that way. But if he didn't do that, then it would have been some other way. Well, and that's what's and, and OK. So that's the thing. And Jacob does. He has the ability to bring people to the island. We know he has the lighthouse. He can watch them. Right. So so. He, I think it might be a situation where he can't see the future. He, he can't know how it's going to happen, but he knows he has the ability to, to make them come to the island. Yeah. And so if he's, if he's targeted a group of people and he knows they're on 815, then it's like, well, this is going to be when they all come because they can't, you know, one or two come and not all of them. Right. 
Um, right. But I, I guess that's a whole other podcast is trying to figure out how he wrangled all of them to get on the same plane, uh, you know, of the people he was sort of watching and willing to the island. Right. You know, because uh, they're making all of these specific choices, right? Between yeah. where they are and how they get to Sydney and all that kind of stuff. And, oh, and he grabs uh, Saeed, too, because it's Alana that, like, takes him hostage and forces him on the plane. The Jira oh, yeah. plane. Yeah. Not the original one. But, um, it, like, that sort of suggests, like, something he might have done. But I, it's, it is very vague, uh, like, how he would have accomplished all that. Um and there's the strangeness of, I mean, even the Black Rock crashing, which, like, supposedly he brought them there, too. Like, it just kind of seems like they crashed there because there was a bad storm, you know. And mm-hmm. Did he control the storm? But uh, what I want to say about Jacob knowing the future is, like, I, I agree he doesn't know the future because it just doesn't. And yet, um, there's that thing of him sitting outside waiting for Locke to fall, seemingly. Um and uh, there's the when he's dying, he tells Man in Black they're coming, you know. Um, and it's not really clear how he, you know. I mean, it's it doesn't have to mean that he knows the future, but it kind of seems well, like and they're he coming. Does they're coming is knowledge of the present. Right? I mean, aren't they... Are they coming right then? Had they flashed... I mean, does he even... How would he know that they had, like, flashed in if they had yet? And if they haven't, then how does he know? Well, I I assume he's got some sort of awareness on the island, at least. I mean... I don't know. I mean, it's not like it... (laughs) It's any more explainable. I think it's (laughs) less crazy than seeing the future. Right. Uh, but uh, by a little bit. Uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah. there there are those moments. Okay, so first off, there's go- in, in any discussion about anything, there's going to be contradictory parts. That's what we learned from watching this right. show. Right. So right. by de- by its nature, they're going to throw in things that contradict a a simple explanation for yeah. the stuff i think True. so i think we can't i think that's the another thing we like a new thing we can like use as a tool that we've learned is like if it has if, if it if it has like definitive contradictory evidence mm-hmm. that might be a good thing right because they deliberately plant contradictory evidence because they're trying to confuse you about what you should think right you know and I think that's something we would have would have never figured out earlier. Yeah. We would have looked for the perfect explanation that does that has as few hard contradictory evidence as possible. That's normally that's what, what you do. That's what you do in real life. Yeah. That's how we evolved and got out of the caves and built skyscrapers. Yeah. Is uh is doing that kind of mental yeah. work. Yeah, you want things that are gonna work. You know, not not things that are like have multiple possible explanations and you don't know the true one, so you'll just go with this or give up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so I feel like that's a that's a new way to look at the show is to say, okay, well, um, you know, even you know, even everybody's favorite C word, the cabin. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> <Goodness>. <laughs> wow. 
Because everybody's worst. Like that was everybody's, everybody's favorite. least favorite C word. This is everybody's favorite C word. <laughs> right. Anyway, yes. Even the cabinet. Uh, I would agree. But I almost wonder, you know, the cabinet is like that that shall not be named sometimes. It's just, it's feel mm-hmm. like just, just saying it is like Beetlejuice. You yeah, know? yeah, I agree. Um, but, but even that, I think, like, when we're looking at that, it's like, yeah, you should actually look at when it's, you know, when there's contradictory evidence. When, when did they show it a different way? You right. know, uh, and maybe the, the 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 if you know if they showed it twice this one way and twice this other way, and those are kind of equally opposite, then uh, then 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 yeah, then then the point is probably uh, they don't want you to know which one it is. Right. Versus they want you to be able to figure it out if you put the pieces together the right way. Right. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. So I, I'll i just, like, conclu- but that evidence is pretty flimsy, honestly, you know? But it's just these couple moments where it's, I, there could be other explanations, but um, it does seem like, it does seem like the explanations... I mean, in Locke's case, like, he could have just been waiting there and he was just going to meet him on the way out, you know? Um, it doesn't have to be that crazy. Uh, and also, don't you know, we got to say that's a retcon. So oh, totally. part of it is like, well, what's the coolest place we could put Jacob in? Well, right after he falls, because, you know, that also lends itself to the idea of, like, why he survived the fall. Right. You know, Jacob touched him, so that's why he right. survived. Because, you know, Locke thought, uh, or I should say, uh, the real Sawyer, Anthony Cooper, thought he was dead from that. Right, right. Or, I, I, not, that, no, he thought he was dead from the No, plane. we thought that for a second. He thought he was dead from the plane crash. I keep, yeah, I keep thinking that, that he yeah. was like, oh, he died because I pushed him. He's like, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, I guess, I guess he knew. I guess he found out somehow. I don't know. Even though they, I remember they said in the episode that he ran away to Mexico or something. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah so i don't know uh how he was keeping tabs but yeah somehow he heard about the crash and he knew maybe they published the names or something um broadcast them and he saw that Locke was on the plane mm-hmm. I and mean, i guess it was a big story um you know plane plane going missing it's it would be a big story i guess yeah um, well, we just re- went through that with the moment. Yeah. We're still going through that now that they found the wreckage, some right. of the wreckage. So exactly. That's a total real world loss thing. Like, where did, you know. Yeah. And there's people that just are gone. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so I can kind of, I can kind of see that. It does, the, the Jacob saving him thing is also somewhat ambiguous. Um, mm-hmm. It seems like maybe he did, but, you know. <laughs> You really can't be sure, and it's I and I I the a thought just occurred to me that never did before, which is, um, you know, he's paralyzed after that. Like, could Jacob have cured his paralysis right then? Mm-hmm. Um, and he chose not to because his paralysis is what drives him to the island ultimately. Um, or couldn't he do that, and he just saved his life, or or did he not? In fact, save him at all. He just touched him, and he was destined to... He was going to live, so he lived, and that was him being drawn to the islands, you know? Yes. Could go either way. 
<laughs> all, all three of those, and also neither of those. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, there's probably another possibility that I didn't mention. Mm-hmm. But the inverse of those three. I feel like all of those could be, you know, the case. Yeah. Um, because there's just nothing. His hand doesn't light up. I mean, there's just nothing definitive to say. And he touches the other people, right? And, like, most of the other people he's touching in the flashbacks, they're not being healed, right? Yeah, so, so it's basically the touching shouldn't be to heal. The touching should be marking candidates. Right, exactly. I mean, even though, like, he touches Richard to seemingly give him, you know, that, that's not healing, though. You yeah. know, and he heals Alana, but off screen, of course. Mm-hmm. So, so you know you're just left to wonder if he did it that way or some other way or if he did it at all when alada was healed did we did we see her off the island healed yeah i mean what do you mean (laughs) (laughs) i think the answer is yes but like so we see her bandaged in the hospital with jacob right and then the next time we see her she's healed yeah but is that on the island or off the island it's off the island because it's still the flashback Okay, okay. It's there yeah, they're showing that time he comes to a, her in the hospital. It's Abiturno and they and they uh they play like a couple extra scenes. Okay. Uh with her. Where where he tells her and this is great, I actually forgot about this, but this is perfect for the show. He's like, Okay, and then you gotta go to Richard. He's gonna know what to do next. <laughs> Yeah. And Richard's like, what? He said, I know? Yeah, he literally laughs at that. Wow. And and he doesn't know what to do next, and he just spends the rest of the show trying to blow up the plane, which I don't think is what Jacob insists. Oh, wow. <laughs> but yeah, that was the whole point of that scene. Like, ask Ricardus. He'll know what to do. <laughs> ask Ricardus. Like, What? He had no clue, and you didn't even tell him about all this candidate business anyway, so he's totally disillusioned with you at this point. Yeah. And, and he completely gives up. That's right. That And that's another reason why the last season wasn't great, because, uh, how the show ended wasn't great, because, uh, you don't want your most, one of your most interesting characters to lose faith and give up. Stop caring. And, yeah. and then go, well, what was the, what was the, even the point? Yeah. Yeah, he he kind of felt like, like Richard could life. have just died in the 1800s, and then how would yeah. that really have changed the show? Not much, <laughs> not much at all, because he really, yeah. I mean, his story just creates problems. Like I kind of, I mean, I guess that's appropriate for Lost, and you know, in a, in a certain sense. But it's it's, I I keep having to bring up his backstory because it just creates all these issues for all this stuff with the others. Mm-hmm. You know, and so it's like it would in a way it would be easier if he weren't there. Yeah. You know, because like his presence is just like something that always gnaws at me with the relationship between the others and Jacob and the fact that Ben doesn't talk to Jacob, but Richard does. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Richard's not the leader of the others, he's not the leader of the others. He brings lists. And yet there's also other lists. Uh, and it's just like. And Ben's doing stuff and claiming it's Jacob, and yet Richard should know, but did he ever say anything? All this stuff is, like, totally confusing and up in the air. Yeah. Um, and it's really because of that backstory, you know, that they that they threw in. You know, in a way, it was like, 
maybe if they just hadn't told us his backstory, it would have been easier, you know, but they had to specifically give him this backstory where he has these very direct interactions mm-hmm. um, with, with Jacob and the man in black. And he knows, he knows their whole conflict. He knows what man in black's powers are. He knows what Jacob tells him the Island is and why the man in black can't leave. He knows all this stuff. And yet it doesn't seem like he knows that stuff, you know, later on, which later mm-hmm. on means earlier. <laughs> later on earlier of course that's how time works because <laughs> when Locke shows up and he says i've been resurrected he doesn't suspect it at all you know it isn't till <laughs> it isn't till Locke walks out of the statue having just killed jacob basically and it's like uh i see what does he say how's it how's it feel being out of those chains what is yeah it about the chains yeah uh Get to, get to see you out of those chains. Get to chains. see you out of those chains. That, that was it. And that's the moment where he goes, oh. Wow. Yeah, that's horrible. Yeah, what the fuck? How do you, how, how does the, 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 the craziest power you've ever seen anyone uh, exude, like not you, you, and then somebody else goes, hey, I look like this person. Yeah. How do you not think, well, maybe... Yeah. I know this guy has been trying to trick us for centuries now. Yeah. Uh, and that's and what then, happened and then, like, too. He appears as his dead wife Yeah. to try to get him to kill Jacob, which is exactly what locked it, what the he does same with Locke. thing. Yeah, same what, thing. well, fool me once. <laughs> yes, exactly. Shame on you, Richard. <laughs> You know, and it's just like, if they hadn't told us that, I wouldn't have to be frustrated, you know? Yeah. But they yeah, fill in his backstory with, it's like he knows too much, and yet he knows nothing. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know how to reconcile that. <laughs> it's both, it's both extremes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that's crazy that, yeah. And then, and then, like, wasn't it pretty clear that Locke wasn't normal Locke? totally clear he even says it you know he's yeah that's what i thought i thought he he, he, something's different about you you know like yeah you know and like that use your brain see if it was saeed like saeed would have like pulled somebody aside on a very on a very direct walk and says we have a problem absolutely like uh that's not john Locke. yeah if I knew, like, there's this entity that wants to kill oh my God. dead people, he oh, would not man. accept someone coming back saying, oh, yeah, I just, I came back to life. It was cool. Anyway, <laughs> uh, can we go see Jacob now? Don't mind I, my death. Just, just resurrected is yeah. all. Can, can I, can I go see that guy I've been trying to kill? In the today? island healing crazy, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> and he buys it and he brings him to Jacob and like. Yeah. That's the stage for the whole thing. It would be complete if, if Saeed knew half of what was going on with the backstory of the island, it would have been a completely different it show. It could have been so much, like, yeah. They could have saved a lot of trouble. Wow. Why, that did, now that makes me wonder, I can't remember, why wasn't, why didn't Saeed get invested in pressing the button? Yeah, that's interesting. I don't, I, I feel like he was just... He was angsty about Shannon, and mm-hmm. I mean, he didn't get. I don't know why he didn't get invested. He never in got pulled in. 
Um, maybe initially it was Shannon keeping him away because he was in- interested in Shannon. And then yeah. when Shannon died, he was angry about her dying. And then he kind of focused his energy on the others, mm-hmm. you know? And mm-hmm. so he was just kind of, it just kind of seems like he was distracted. Yeah. You know, he was too focused on these other things to really, like, care about the button. Um, but in another world, yeah, I could see him caring about it. I can see him being very invested in trying to figure out what it did, if anything. And he does investigate the station, you know. He's the one yeah. that goes down there and crawls under it and finds the magnetism. And he's like, they covered this up in concrete and I haven't seen this in Chernobyl. And, you know, like, he has all these comments. So there's, there is something there to him, like, caring about what's happening. And yet, yeah, he just kind of uh, forgets about it for the rest of the season, basically. Yeah. You know. Well, um, that was a good uh, tangent, but 150. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. Um, well, I think uh, I think that was all good setup for this episode, which is uh, about the crazy stuff where you can't tell what you're supposed to think. Right. Um, right. I would say that. Uh, and I hesitate to say this because there are so many, uh, and you know, Richard just provided a great example. Um, but I feel like this is maybe the quintessential like lost mystery because it's like the introduction. The introduction is already fraught with confusion and and complete uh, lack of clarity about what's going on. Like mm-hmm. we first meet this thing, and already. The characters, we don't even know how the characters know about it or what they think is going on here. Yeah. Um, and so it's like, it starts off in in complete ambiguity land. That's the and same. And it gets worse. That's the same thing about the others. You know, yeah. we were talking about how, you know, the, the only reason the others are interested in fertility is because of Ben's trauma with his mom dying during his childbirth. Right. But because that's the main drama we see when we meet the others, we get this it's a color, you know, there's already a problem. We're not seeing them proper. You know, they're right. living in the barracks dealing with the fertility issues, not how they were under Widmore or how they were before that, you know. Right. And uh yeah, it's that's that's one of the lost things is like to introduce something there's already a problem. It's not yeah. default. It's not on the default setting. Yeah. We can't even like get to the problems later. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, because they retcon something or whatever. It's sort of like, it's, uh, the, uh, the, uh, Sonic fence. It's like, yeah, yeah. Sonic fence. Wow. That's crazy. Oh, look, it works. But guess what? No, nah, it was actually turned down. That's why, <laughs> Mikhail, that's why Mikhail survived. It was, tur- it wasn't on the D de- you know, right. it's like, even that wasn't on the default setting. Right. Like, of course not. Of course not. Oh, man. Yeah, and it's just like how when they first see the um, Ash Circle, it's like it's already been broken. Yeah, the orientation video, it's been edited. Yeah. It's like all this stuff is like, wow, that's, that's, totally, that's totally how they start with mysteries. They, yeah. like, they, 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 they break it, and then it's like, here, yeah. here you go. It's broken now. Yeah, yeah. Now deal with it. <laughs> and we'll just add to that later. Yeah, well, pile onto the broken parts, and then you won't you won't know what the original should look like. Yeah, because it it'd be one thing if this were like the lighthouse, where this is the only episode where we ever see it. 
Mm-hmm. I think that would be problematic enough because I think, you know, the lighthouse also raises a lot of questions and we still don't fully understand it. And yet it's way less troubling than the cabin because the cabin just adds to its own problems. Every time. All the way to the that. end. All yeah. the way to the last scene with the cabin. Mm-hmm. Like it, it never stops. It's like it's and then that's how you're going out with the cabin on another <laughs> problem. Like, yep. To throw everything, just when you think maybe you can understand it and maybe there's a clear, you know, direct explanation, the way they end it just throws that out the window. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's that's why we have to use the tool of, of saying the contradictions are part of the puzzle. That's the key, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I think, I think that's actually, you're right. Like, it's, I mean, in a way, in a way it gets them out of, you know, just general writing difficulties that might happen in every show. Mm-hmm. But in another way, it's more excusable because it is actually, you know, part of the fabric of the show in general. I mean, yeah, they're it doing fits. it on purpose. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's the weird thing, you know, is is like you're saying about how people view the show is, like, the biggest complaint is, you know, the show, they're just making it up and they don't give answers. It's like, they're yeah, they're actually doing that on purpose. Right. Now, that doesn't mean you have to like it. No. Doesn't mean it, it's good. Right. No. But the fact that it's not an accident, I think, has to be factored in yeah. to how you, how, what your criticism is, right? Right. You know, uh, and I think that's the, that's kind of that, the, that extra level that people don't go to is to say, wow, this show consistently doesn't answer questions. Right. And it's like, okay, well, what does that mean? If it's consistent, maybe there's a point there. Right. You know, uh, and maybe their point is uh, you can never have answers in life. Right. So you don't get answers on this show, which is about life. Which which Carlton Cuse literally said. (laughs) 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 So... Wow. So there it is. I think that's I think that's definitely a takeaway because he was clearly quoting me. Yeah. And when I when he said that, I was really angry by that statement. Um, But now with some distance and, you know, five years of, you know, yeah, of like kind of because because you're angry because it's not what you signed up for. Totally. They didn't tell you they 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 were telling you that you didn't know that they were telling you that because they were using the tools every other show uses, which is right. storytelling, sure. uh, to, to tell you something you didn't know you were expecting. And right. I think that's the weird thing is if you went into the show and the first, the, the, before the, sh- in the pilot, Carlton and Damon come on screen and they say, <laughs> this is the show about the meaning of life and what happens after you die. Right. It completely changes what you're watching and how yeah. you do it. Yeah. Yeah, I never, that would have, I that was nowhere near my mind at any point, even in season six. Yeah, because not getting answers relates to their point about life not getting right. answers. Totally, yeah. And that's what, and they're, and they're doing it, A, because it helps their storytelling, but B, equally, is because that's their point. That is the point, yeah. Yeah, and it's like, it's, I have to, you know give some credit to that idea. Like it, it really works because I mean, there are a lot of shows with oopsies and like an accidental uh, inconsistencies and stuff like that. And laws does have some of those. So for example, there was one that, you know, I'm still proud of myself, whatever, like it's a big deal in this episode that's coming up looking glass through the looking glass. There's, there's this map 
and it says the looking glass hatch, you know, yeah. on it. it's a Dharma, uh, it's a Dharma map or like schematic of the place. And mm-hmm. I wrote Greg Nations. I was like, looking glass hatch. Like, why would they call it a hatch? And he was like, oh yeah, that was a product department. They messed it up. Nice. That's a simple oopsie. Yeah. Where it's like, they just, they just mess it up. It's not trying to create problems for us. Yeah. Um, it's not like we're just, you know, oh, my God, what if everyone calls them hatches and it's some kind of crazy, you know, no. <laughs> mm-hmm. They just, they, it was confused because they always, you know, the Losties always called them hatches because they originally found a hatch yeah. door. And that's why, you know, um, and so then it just became the name for all the stations. But it doesn't make any sense for Dharma to have ever done that because it was more than that for them. And so, yeah, that's. And there are other things like that, um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, where it's just like it's kind of a simple the picture frames in the background, you know, just like production. Produ- yeah. Oh, yeah. Production problem or in any, you know, always my favorite example is Hurley drawing the, the, the yeah. polar bear and the igloo or whatever, like yeah. at the middle institute. It's like he just decided to do that. It's an arbitrary thing that the actor decided. And yeah, yeah they I mean, they're fine. Like, like he could have done the opposite of that was to draw a nice sunny day at the beach. Yeah. And then we oh. would have said, oh, look, he thinks he's the island. Look, he drew the beach. Therefore, yeah. the island, you know. Yeah. Although I, I remember I remember at the end of season two thinking, like, oh, man, there's something, like, I remember thinking the island was secretly Arctic, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. We <laughs> talked, we had that theory, and I think it has something to do with Penny's. Uh, yeah, with Penny, the, yeah, the, the like, the Portuguese-speaking, like, people looking for the anomaly in the Arctic for, I still don't know why. <laughs> Yeah, and and we and we had that theory that uh, that the island was convincing them that it was tropical, yeah. but it was really Arctic. And, exactly. Uh, yeah, and yeah. and the Hurley thing played into that. Yeah, it seems like a hint, and yet no, it's just kind of an arbitrary, lucky connection. You know, I don't know why those guys were yeah. in that setting. I the light doesn't it. scatter quite right because it's all a hologram. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And that seems reasonable, you know, until it's like, well, you know, <laughs> it's probably not that. Probably not that. If if we can be sure of anything. I mean, the island moves. Perhaps it goes into colder areas and warmer areas sometimes, but it's not secretly an Arctic waste. No, it's not. <laughs> I think we can. <laughs> I think we can definitively say that. Um, but it's a weird choice, you know, that I still don't understand. Um, I mean, the Hurley thing I understand, but I don't understand the the Penny thing, you know? I don't know why they chose to portray it that way. It's strange. It's certainly interesting. It caught me off guard. It made me think it was a commercial for, you know, Winterfresh gum or something. Mm-hmm. But other than that, you know... I mean, it, it, it might be some simple technical explanation of you can get a better atmospheric reading in the, in the Arctic, uh, or it was Antarctica, right? Presumably. I mean, I don't think they give a specific location. Maybe I'm wrong, though. Okay. Uh, I thought it was in the south. Uh, yeah, I didn't think it was Arctic, like North Pole. I thought it yeah, was yeah, South yeah, Pole. Yeah, 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 Antarctic. But I just mean cold. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe Not maybe at one of the poles it's easier to get a fix on, you know, this less electromagnetic radiation from the, from, yeah. the, uh, from the cities and stuff. So yeah, that's logical. Yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe just in their research they like, oh, we should set it here because, right. or maybe they just were like, here's a crazy place. Right, right. You know, could go either way. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, back to the main idea though. Um, right. Introducing things where it's already broken and it's already has issues yeah. is really their their standard uh, technique. Yeah, yeah, and they they're gonna go back to that uh, several more times um, mm-hmm. before this thing's over, and they're gonna go back to that specifically with the cabin several more times. Yeah. Um, because it's weird. Like, I guess at the end of season five, they were like, okay, we don't want to like we don't want to mess with the cabin anymore. Um, but we're going to send it off in, you know, <laughs> the most cabiny way possible <laughs> with, some, with some really vague pronouncements, some revelations that don't fit with what you've seen before. And mm. then we're going to burn it down. <laughs> then we're going to burn it down. <laughs> and we shall never speak of it again. <laughs> I was waiting all of season six for some kind of conversation you know, um, at the end of season five, Locke, you know, Man in Black as Locke and Ben have a brief conversation about the cabin. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, of course, Locke is still in disguise, so the conversation can't be fully, you know, honest. Because um, he's just, like, uh, pretending to be Locke. Yeah. Um, whereas he was, I think, right, guys? Uh, he was in there as the figure in the chair, um, presumably. Uh, so he didn't experience that the same way they did, obviously. Yeah. Um, but, you know, later on, him and Ben are hanging out for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was opportunity for them to have an exchange. They just don't. They don't. No one brings <laughs> it up. So it's just not me. I understand that maybe it never came up naturally in conversation. Are you saying it was the cabin in the room? Yeah, kind of, kind of. I mean, you know, they may Ben like say some lines about his smoke smoke monster summoning chamber. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's there there's like these little th- or the the way they the way they answer the whispers like it's super contrived. You know. Oh jeez. Or, or oh. the scene with Jack where he talks to uh, the man in black and and he finds out that it was him impersonating Christian at the beginning. You yeah. know, like it feels like weirdly forced mm-hmm. and like didactic and it's sort of like yeah of course you know and in the whispers case it's what <laughs> 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 you know but in both cases it's sort of like it's kind of a strange mode for them you yeah. know um because they don't usually get that way mm-hmm. um and i think that was a weird choice that maybe they regretted um, and, uh, but they could have done that for the cabin if they wanted mm-hmm. to, they could have had a little didactic scene where the man in black explains the cabin from his point of view. Yeah. You know? Um, but they just chose not to mention it again. Um, which might be better or worse. I don't really know. It depends on what he would say. And I, yeah. you know, I don't yeah. really know what that would be. And that's, that makes part of my fantasy loophole-centric episode, which would have to involve the cabin. Yeah. Um, yeah. Since the loophole, I think, the loophole as I understand it, which is to say I don't understand it, but as much as I understand it, uh, it involves the cabin heavily. Mm-hmm. Um, because now in this episode, Ben and Locke are gonna go there for the first time. Yeah, and maybe that's maybe that's maybe this, since we're about to watch it, is the beginning of his loophole. Like like convincing 
trying to convince Ben that he's that Man in Black is Jacob, it, it could be the first part of the loophole, right? If yeah. he's like, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get Ben to kill Jacob somehow. Well, yeah. first of all, he's like, I'm gonna get somebody to do it. Right. And I think that person changes over time. Right. Um and, and if he if he's going after Ben or Locke, now we know that there's been time travel already and stuff, so obviously Locke should be in his sights. Right. But it's hard to really know what sort of Man in Black is thinking really at any given time period after <laughs> the fifties. Right. Because Locke has already gone back in time. Yeah. So if he knows about that before Locke has gone back in time, yeah. then he knows something special with Locke. Right. Now, he doesn't necessarily know he did it. True. Right? Depending on where which time you're talking about. Um, I mean, I mean, yeah, it's, it's an interesting question. I think he definitely could know that he did it. Um, but I don't know at what stage. Uh, I guess maybe it, he wouldn't necessarily know, but he could. I, I think the main the main thing that would tell him it's him is the thing with, um, you know, the thing with Christian in the cabin. You know, I don't know. I don't know how else oh. he would explain that scene. You know, if he's if he's sort of scanning Locke and he's seeing that play out, I feel like the most logical explanation. Oh, see, that's. Well, and that gets tricky, but okay, so if it so if Black goes back to the fifties <laughs> and Man in Black scans him, now Man in Black knows the future. Yes. And I think there's evidence that he did know some of the future. Yeah. You know, with like the, the whole thing where he meets Locke, you know, while he's time traveling, ready with Richard and he tells him what to say, that he has to die, and he tells him to get the compass, and there's this whole idea that he is able to sense uh, when he's going to come, you know? But that's the thing. He basically senses it before it happens. It's right. A, it's a paradox there because he can't know to send him back in time unless he knows he went back in time. That's the confusing thing. Uh, he would have to see him having done that already. And then that's how he knows. It's kind of like the compass, though. Yeah. You know? Where it just seems like there's no origin for the idea. Oh yeah, what was the thing with the compass? It 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 it, it never it always existed or something. No, no one originally had it. Yeah, it's like infinitely old. Like it's it's passed from Richard to Locke and from Locke to Richard throughout history, and no one ever originated the compass. <laughs> um. Yeah, thanks, time travel. Yeah, um, and I feel like that's, you know, and Man in Black is... Because it's, well, within that within that timeline, right? So it's like, yeah, yeah that's that, that's the thing with time travel, where it sort of creates a pocket universe. Yeah. So in that pocket universe, the, the watch just always existed, because exactly. its origin is outside of that universe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, wow. Exactly, and so it seems like Man in Black's plan is a little bit like that, mm-hmm. um, where... He knew about it because uh, someone time traveled and told him what it should be. So, so it's almost like, yeah, the analogy there would be like uh, the the origin of that knowledge doesn't it doesn't, doesn't exist. Have, yeah, doesn't exist. It just yeah. always existed in this timeline. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. That's oh, that's so weird. It's very weird. That hurts my brain. <laughs> it's very weird, and this is a good example of something that. You can infer from what happened on the show, but they never will explicitly say that this happened. 
Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah, I totally manipulated time travel to originate an idea that never existed. You know? (laughs) No, no, no. Originate an idea that always existed. uh, Okay. Yeah, it's it's a fine line there. But, yeah, okay. (laughs) That that always existed but never was... But was never created. Yeah. Exactly. Yikes. It's, yeah, it's a bit much. <laughs> no, that's that's the most. <laughs> but, it, I mean, Desmond's flashes are kind of like that, too. You know, it reminds me of the discussions we were having in Catch-22, where, like, all of his actions are determined by what he's seeing, you know? And so it's sort of like, if those things hadn't happened, quote-unquote, in the future, then he never would have done them, and they never would have happened. Yeah. You know? It's it's kind of the classic time travel paradox, you know, yeah. and it's 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 sort of what they but they it kind of takes it to another level that it seems like they want to go with one universe, you know, mm-hmm. uh, course correction, not, you know, infinite possibilities and universes splitting off and stuff like that. Yeah. Know? So if you have that, then it, it seems like if there's only one universe, then it, there really is like stuff happening. If you introduce time travel there, then you're going to have these causal loops where things happen that have no beginning, mm-hmm. um, which is insane. <laughs> but it's sort of like, is that, does that make sense? Does, should it make sense? Um <laughs> <laughs> I don't think, I don't think, uh, out of the islands. Yeah. Can we chalk it up to, you know, something we just can't understand? Yeah, I think it's something that shouldn't make sense to us. You know, our brains are designed for what we saw in nature. And that, that, that theoretical, those theoretical concepts like that, we, we haven't been able to experience them, so we can't. It doesn't feel right. It's very hard to conceptualize. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I guess I'm still confused about time travel. I don't know if there's any, um, you know, like uh, physicists (laughs) in the audience. Uh, (laughs) But uh, I hope so. uh, Like my impression, and I could be wrong about this, is that like in a sense, it's possible, like what you see in Interstellar or whatever, it's possible to kind of time travel to the future. Mm-hmm. Um, with the like, speed of light, and I can't say I really understand it, but like I kind Time of... Time slows down the faster you go, yeah. There you go, thank you. Um, basically, I mean, yeah, as much as that makes sense. Um, you know, so you could come, you could sort of not age, and then people would age, and you know, mm-hmm. you, you meet your daughter when she's a grandmother or whatever. Like, time can pass you by, which I think makes, like, we can we can conceptualize time passing you by, you know, you yeah. being frozen, and time, but time yeah. doesn't, but it's the, it's the time travel to the past that's a whole different Yeah, part. that's what I was gonna say. I don't, I haven't actually seen a clear explanation of how that would be possible. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if there isn't one, or if there is one, and I just don't know about it. Mm-hmm. so if anyone knows well i think the the pocket universe kind of theory second timeline is what kind of makes it make sense because you know if it's if it's you know if it's 1990 right and you know it's january 1st 1990 and you haven't you know your your future self is going to time travel back to this point but you haven't done it yet 
because you're right. not going to create a time machine into the year 2000, right? So it's like, well, when it's 1990, you haven't, you haven't created that time machine yet, so you haven't time traveled yet. So you keep living to 91, 92, 93, mm-hmm. and then you get to the year 2000, you create this time machine. Then you go back in time. Now there's two of you in 1990. Well, it should have been two of you in 1990 before. Right. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. That's, yeah. That's and, this game I used to like to play where I would say, like, if I ever live to be able to use a time machine, mm-hmm. then I'll just come back to right now. And yeah. then I would look at the door. <laughs> well, yeah, and you and it's really scary. I've done that, too, uh, where you, you, you try to communicate to your future self and, and go, okay, well, then how about right now? And, and, you know, or like, you know, write a letter. Yeah. Come back in time. And, and if you, if you hold on to that letter right. for the next hundred years. Yeah. You, and you could go back to when you wrote that letter, which should be right now. Yeah. I think that's a problem I always had, you know, and I sort of concluded, well, it's not possible. It's a little hasty because I wouldn't necessarily remember well, there's there's a there's there's a lot of reasons why it wouldn't happen. I mean, it could be expensive. If it it could be yeah. impossible, it could be expensive. It could be outlawed. Right. Uh, it could be a lot of things to prevent you know it from happening. You could just realize it's a bad idea. Right. You know, it's cheap and easy and free, but it's just a bad idea to go back in time to your right. self because we we know this from you know whatever like yeah. So there's a lot of there's a lot of things. Or it could be it's impossible, and when you go back in time. You're really going. You're creating a second timeline, right? That has no beginning before that, right? Right. Um, right. Branches off from there, yeah. Yeah, it branches off because you're creating a new future, which makes sense that it would branch off. Totally. Creating, you know, and and with the whole idea of, um, you know, each you know multiverse theory and each choice you make kind of branches off. Like that would make sense that mm-hmm. if you go back in time, that's a new choice. That's a new yeah ev- event that's going to change. And and I think if. For the universe, it, it's a simple, elegant way to do it. Definitely. Versus, versus, like, now we have to change the past. And right. Now everything is going to get screwed up. Like, yeah. Right. Exactly. Um, and I think, yeah, that it really works for, like, making sense of how that could be possible without, like, creating paradoxes. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it does seem like Lost tried to go with uh, the one universe theory. Yeah, where it's whatever happened happened up to a certain point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Things can change, but not too much. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, and certain things are just gonna happen no matter what. They might just end up happening in a different way from what was supposed to happen, quote unquote. That was kind of the, you know, if we're creating internet now, we always did that. Mm-hmm. You know, um, whatever whatever effect we're having via time travel was always there. Yeah. You know, and that was their that was their plan. And uh, it's a yeah. Tough so one. so in the seventies when the Lossies are in uh in the seventies on the island, um, you know, Jacob and Man in Black are like, wow, where these people come from? Mm-hmm. Oh, they're from the future, so that means at some point they're going to get sent back in time. Maybe right. they're important. <laughs> right, yeah. Maybe I should get my telescope at the lighthouse and, yeah. look, at, and look at them. Yeah, totally. It, that, that very well could be true. That's not a crazy thing to think, mm-hmm. I would say. Um, 
you know, or or did he already know? I mean, there's really no. Well, with with Sawyer, he met him when he was a kid. True, and Kate. So uh, yeah, and Kate. So if he saw them in the '70s as adults before they would have been adults, um, he would have known something's up. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. However, um, oh <laughs> yeah, it's a good point in any case. This isn't a however. Uh, but I was just going to point out that um, I think Sawyer says when he's in the 70s that uh, uh, the the thing where his, you know, where his the thing that happens with his parents, where his, mm-hmm. his dad kills his mom and kills himself and stuff. It happens during that time. Yeah. Yeah. So what that means is that Jacob's visit to kid Sawyer happens after uh, Sawyer flashes there. So I think, and I don't know exactly when Kate's thing happens, but I think it's also plausible that it happens after um, Interesting. that point. So I think that leaves open the possibility that uh, that he went to see them after they flashed in. Mm-hmm. Um, that would make sense. Yeah. And so it is possible that, kind of like Locke, they were special because they time-traveled. Mm-hmm. You know? And that made him think, well, they must be special. <laughs> I should look in on look in on them. Yeah, and it's and I'm trying to think about Sun and Jen. Like, why didn't he go see them when they were kids? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not clear. It's not clear why he didn't. And then with Saeed and Hurley, he actually didn't even go see them before the first plane crash. Yeah, it was the second one. Um. So that's strange in a different way. But yeah, Locke either. Like, Richard goes to see Locke when he's born, but Jacob doesn't see him until he's a pretty well-aged adult. Mm-hmm. Um, why? Richard even goes to, like, try to, you know, make him the leader of the others, seemingly. And yet Jacob doesn't go to him until much later, so... Uh, did they talk about him? Did they... I don't know. I don't know what happened. Yeah. Was Richard just going rogue? You know? Was it Ben? Was it just... Yeah, like, I don't know. Well, that's a good place to watch this episode. I don't know. (laughs) Talk about being Locke. (laughs) Totally. Totally. I, I don't think... Yeah. Block the yeah. I don't understand. That's my dying thought. Thank I you. I don't understand. I think that that's got to be our sign off. It's uh, classic. That's like the, uh, the last the last last slowdown would just be like, and we didn't understand. It's perfect, and I think I think I hated that when I heard it, but yeah. it's a hundred percent like in line with what they're doing with him. Yeah. You know, it's like the perfect period on his life. <laughs> The point that he doesn't understand is the point. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. The, that's what his life was all about. Yeah. <laughs> and he just, you know, fought against it the whole time. Well, and it's interesting because it's not like he didn't, you know, you know, it's not like he didn't interpret uh, things and place meaning on things and make decisions, right? Because, I mean, mm-hmm. you have to. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Otherwise, even, you're just paralyzed. With, even like, retreating is is making a decision. Yeah. Um, hey, hey. As a great band once said, if you choose not to decide, you still have made a choice. Ooh. 
concern. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, yeah, so it's so it's kind of like, yeah, it's an interesting final thought of not understanding, you know, what he was supposed to do or what he did wrong. Um, yeah, it's what last words. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that really works. And I was so annoyed with them for doing that. Yeah. Um, but I totally get it. I mean, that that clearly was the point. And I just didn't want it to be, mm-hmm. <laughs> basically. I wanted Locke the fulfilled hero who got all the answers and triumphed. And that was so not it. No, he's the opposite. <laughs> he's the opposite of everything I wanted. Yeah, he's not Don Quixote. He's the donkey Don Quixote was writing. Totally. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Wow. Wow. (laughs) That's so sad. It's so apt. It's true. Yeah, wow. I don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, what, what am I doing here? Like, this is so weird. I had such a good thing going, you know? Just chilling in that village, being a donkey. Like, I didn't need all this, like, all these problems. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I, uh, it's, uh, oh, Locke. Oh, man. <laughs> I know. But at the same time, you know, he des- he, he deserved it. He, he, he made these choices. Oh, yeah. He dove uh, right in, head yeah, first, uh, with no abandon at all. Yeah, and that's the thing. I think if there's there's a certain character who could have done everything Locke did and went, I know why I did it. The end. You know, as yeah. he's getting killed. Yeah. I I got it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I know. You know, I wouldn't have changed a thing. You know, right. like whatever it is. Like there's a right. there's different person with the same motivations that would have would have had a different like the opposite final words. They would have had the courage of their convictions, not yeah. like. Well, I don't even know what happened. Right. Right. <laughs> right. And that's, I mean, that's what Man in Black is mocking. Yeah. You know, with pointing that out. And even when he's still pretending to be Locke and Richard says, there's something different about you. And he's like, I have a purpose now. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's like, that's what Locke wanted to be able to honestly say. Mm-hmm. You know, but never really could because he never knew what it was. Wow. He never had a purpose. Yeah, that's a that's a very good ah that's a very oh my god I feel like that's a that's the perfect word for Locke's problem not the special thing it's the purpose because yeah. that's what he was looking for that's what he was looking for ah that totally makes sense Matt yeah. wow because yeah it wasn't why my special is like what's my purpose oh my purpose yeah. is to give my dad a kidney oh my purpose is to help him with these with this money oh my you know yeah. that's what he was looking for this purpose yeah yeah oh i see definitely i would see and he, he yeah this is the thing about being special was part of it mm-hmm. um because he thought he had a special purpose his yeah 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 or him being special would give him a special purpose. He'd or... find out what his purpose was once he found out why he was special. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, they're totally entwined. Yeah, yeah. And so I think he was inclined to read his uh, renewed ability to walk on the island as like an indication of, A, his specialness, and B, his the fact that he must have a purpose there. 
Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, when I'm hunting boar, I'm happy because that's my yeah. purpose. Yeah. You know, or in the, in the early days, you know, oh, building Claire the, the crib mm -hmm. for Aaron, that's my purpose. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you know, teaching Walt, the, you know, like that he had a exactly. purpose. Exactly, yeah. Um, press, and then he's like, oh, pressing the button's my purpose. Mm -hmm. And it's like, eh, I don't think so, buddy. No, no. And then, yeah, then it's on to the next thing. And now he's like, I got to now I got to go like, so, you know, meet with the others and figure out their secrets and meet Jacob and all this stuff he's going to do in this episode. So if we if we take the step back and go to level three about what is the show telling us about life, <laughs> then then maybe the theme here, the main idea is that if if you're if you're going through life constantly seeking purpose, you're going to always find it yeah. in the wrong things. Yeah, yeah, Cause yeah, yeah. Because anything's going to be, for a time, the thing you think is the thing. You can decide, yeah, you can decide that that's your purpose. And yeah. If you want to, that's fine. But um, that's kind of going to be you. Yeah. You know, putting that interpretation on it, and it might not be satisfying to you, or you might not be willing to accept it, or it might just end up you know, ruining your yeah, life. Yeah, because if you're always looking for the external fulfillment, you're it'll you'll never be internally fulfilled if that's all yeah. you're looking for. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, he couldn't just be happy with his own life. Like there there had to be this extra thing. Yeah, like he got to walk again. Yeah. And that wasn't he just, enough. He took that as a sign that like he needed somewhere to go. So what's the next step? Because like clearly this is like part of some larger yeah. thing. I can walk now because I need to do something else. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Instead of just saying, hey, I can walk now. This is great. This, this is, is this is it. Awesome. I'm done. And that's kind of what Rose does. Yeah. With her cancer. She doesn't say like. She doesn't, yeah, you're right. She doesn't go, oh, I'm cured from cancer. Now what should I do? Yeah. Now I must have a mission. Like, yeah. exact opposite. The point of being cured is to go now live life. Now I get to live and just yeah. like enjoy, you know, being with my husband and just like live, you know, appreciating the beauty of the island. And, yeah. You know, like being removed from all this insanity. Yeah. Yeah, it's really weird to get life lessons from a show. <laughs> <laughs> it's really weird. It is. I mean, obviously that's what storytelling is, but but mm -hmm. I but to but to have it in this like direct yet indirect way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's weird that know? it's it's right on the surface and yet it's really easy to miss that that's what's going on. Yeah, because I, I, I'm not watching other shows going, how does this show tell me I should live my oh, life? Oh, never. Never. Even though, the, you know, the characters are responding to the plot and I'm responding to how, mm -hmm. what I would do in that situation. Sure, or sure. I mean, like Walking Dead. I mean, obviously there's, you know, we can have this kind of conversation about that kind of show mm -hmm. where you say, well, what would you do in a zombie apocalypse? Or what does that mean we should do in our real yeah. lives? And how should we treat people now versus, you know, mm -hmm. that stuff is there. You know, um, Lost isn't unique in the in those topics. True. But how the characters respond to, you know, the zombies or the mysteries on the show um, isn't so direct in, like, how you should now go out and operate in life. Right. Yeah, yeah, totally. Because I think, yeah, it's in Walking Dead, it's just more specific. I mean, it, you could you could read it as being about like the breakdown of civilization, mm 
mm-hmm. and sort of what that would mean for us. But I think Lost is not that specific. Like it, it's partially about that, um, but it, it is also about just people in general, even in society. You know, mm-hmm. um, it doesn't have to have that. Whereas I think in Walking Dead, like, and it's something that frustrates me about the show. Like a lot of times, it just comes down to are you willing to do what it takes to be ruthless enough to survive in this world? If so, you survive. If not, you will die. Yeah. And, like, that's kind of the lesson that is learned on the show over and over again. Mm -hmm. You know? Because if you're not, there's someone out there who's more ruthless than you are, and there's also zombies. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know? And, like, that's kind of... I think that's kind of it for that show. Like, Mm -hmm. there, there really isn't a next thing or a a larger point yeah and i feel like that's a you can you can take those elements and use it as a metaphor for life yeah um but i think it paints a smaller picture much smaller yeah because it's it's about more specific things yeah uh, and it's not about general meaning and interpretation yeah and i don't think we see also like the different ways of reacting you know that, that you see on lost and 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 really, like, the, how the characters' reactions, um, you know, determine their, their futures. It's it's very, it's kind of binary, mm-hmm. you know. Um, they become survivors or they die. Yeah. You know, and there's not, I there's just, the show doesn't play out a lot of other <laughs> possibilities. Mm-hmm. You know, and so it's like, the people on the show that are still there, they must be the survivors. And so (laughs) there's not a lot of room for locks, you know? Yeah. Um, Or or characters who don't want to play the game, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah, that was Gabriel. Yeah. But eventually eventually the game finds you. Sure. Can't not play the game. You know, even Herschel on the farm, like, you know, well, we'll stay back and let the, yeah, but it's going to find you. Right. Exactly. Let's play the game at some point. But, yeah, no, that's interesting. Um. But yeah, I think that's the big thing that, that, that Lost has. And I feel like um, that, that yeah, I don't know. It is it is some form of therapy to realize that. Uh, mm-hmm. And, and uh, you know, watching the show is this weird meta process. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's, you know, a big reason why it, it remains engaging for such a long period. Um there's there are still things to think about because it takes you so long to like get to the point to think about some of those things mm-hmm. and um uh there are so many things that happen uh you know that can be reviewed as you go through and so uh it's 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 really hard to come to the end of thinking about a show like this because it's so all encompassing yeah. You know, um, I mean, if it's really addressing something as big as like the meaning of life, which is something that, I mean, everyone thinks is like it's a joke to even try to address that. Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? I feel like that's something you would like, really, that's that's your goal. Mm -hmm. Like, it's crazy. Um, But because they really took a shot at it, there's a lot there. Yeah. Uh, to to dive into on the surface level, the the, the second level, the the audience level, the metaphorical, you know what I mean? There's mm-hmm. and the interactions between them, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, it is crazy. And uh, yeah, that's 
here we are, 150. <laughs> One and 150 <laughs> later. Uh, we're uh, still pounding on that hatch, trying, That's it. trying to look for answers. That's uh, what we're doing. And the light comes on, and maybe it means something. And maybe, maybe Desmond's going to the bathroom. Go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's it. That's it right there. It's a, it's such a weird um, it's such a weird. I feel like it's like a, it activates like a mental tick in my head. Yeah, that we, it's like it's like when you uh, you know when you balance something precarious just right. Yeah. You know, and it's just it's just kind of working, and any you know one hair on either side it just completely falls apart. Yeah. You know, and that's how I feel about the show. Like it's it's. You know, I could be completely done with thinking about it, except for it's balancing on this slight edge. Yeah. And I'm just mesmerized by how that's working. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Because, yeah, I mean, it's just, there are just, there are so many good shows out there that do a lot of cool things. But I, I do think, I do think there aren't other shows that, that do this particular thing so thoroughly. Yeah, I watch a lot of shows that I never have to think about. And I know. Shows, and it's I'm, so much I easier. watch it. I'm really engaged. I can't wait for the next episode. Oh, yeah. I'm engaged and I'm watching it. Oh, it's yeah. the best thing ever. And I never have to think about it once it's over. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. And I, I mean, I think so, like, on a pure, like, experience of watching the episode, like, aesthetic level, I guess, mm-hmm. I feel like I like Twin Peaks more. That I do lost because the visual presentation, the music, you know, some of the uh, ideas and the way they're presented are just more appealing to me than anything Lost could ever do. You know, like I always felt like their dream sequences were kind of lacking in like imagination and stuff like that, you know. Yeah. Um, But and I do think about Twin Peaks sometimes. Um, but it just isn't nearly, it just doesn't occupy the same amount of brain space because it's just a lot more contained. It isn't trying to do something so big and it doesn't gnaw at me in the same way. Yeah. Um, and so uh, ultimately I'm more obsessed <laughs> with Lost, even though in a way I don't, and I used to always say I don't like it as much, but I don't know if that's true because how can I say that at this point? <laughs> you know, it's just ridiculous of me to even claim that. It almost feels Lost-esque for me to claim. Yeah. I don't even, Lost isn't even my favorite show. <laughs> you know? That's how you know, yeah, it's your favorite show if you're really not that into it. Yeah, exactly. It's like, no, it's it was good, you know, and I had a lot of fun talking about it. Um, but there are other shows that are better, right? I mean... Yeah. Uh, acting, you know, writing, all this other, all these other things, and it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, but you know, Lost has this thing that none of those other shows have. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's hard to exactly say what it is, but I think we've been circling around it. Yeah, we've we've been describing the element of the thing. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's as close as we can get. It's like, it's like, we, you know, what's a black hole? Well, we can tell, we can yeah. describe its properties. I can't tell you what it is, but exactly. I can describe the properties of it and paint the picture, but it's, uh, it's yeah. this thing. Yeah, it's hard to kind of sum up, but yeah, it's um, it's it's definitely something that has never bothered me before about, and this includes other, you know, movies, uh, books, mm-hmm. you know, um, any other kind of, you know, narrative uh, medium, like... I've just, I've never really seen anything like this. Yeah, it's really weird. 
And yeah, I had no idea that's what I was getting on board for uh, when I started. I mean, it's yeah, it was just like it's a guy rescuing people from a plane crash. It's it's just a fun action adventure mystery. Mm-hmm. Like it'll be cool, and then I'll move on with my life. And that's the thing you can have that experience. Totally, totally. Um, I think a lot I'm, of people did. Yes, exactly. Like, that was it. It was a fun them. ride. They got on. They got off. And I think a lot of those people might have ended up angry because it doesn't deliver satisfaction on, on some of those levels at the end. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because of what the show's sort of really about, quote unquote, like mm-hmm. it doesn't deliver some of those things that you would want normally from a standard. Oh, wow. I just realized something, you know, talk about lessons from the show and, and these meta properties of watching it and, and commenting on life. So, so if the show wasn't about the answers or the questions or the mysteries, but it was about the characters, mm-hmm. then on the meta level, on the next level up, what does that mean that life is about? That means that life is about people. Life's about the people, yeah. Wow. Definitely. That's an interesting <laughs> point to make. <laughs> it is an interesting point to make. So it's not about what's the meaning of life. It's about it's about well, it's saying the meaning of life is people. The meaning yeah. of life is to is to form those connections like the yeah. Losties did. The connections we have, and, yeah, and create your own flash sideways. Bonds we form, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and yeah. not and not get caught up in uh, the surroundings and the yeah sort of plot the of life itself, explaining the unknowable and and needing purpose and all these yeah. other things. Because you you can get caught up in that, and you can get answers, and you can uh, make uh, choices about what things mean and how you Mm -hmm. interpret them, but it doesn't mean you're going to be right, and it doesn't mean you're going to be fulfilled. Yeah, 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 exactly. And really, in the end, you're not going to get all the answers you want. Yeah. It's just not going to happen. And I feel like that's really, you know true and you'll have a better time investing in people you'll spend yeah. that time totally. more wisely like rosa bernard investing mm-hmm. in people yeah 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 oh. it'll be a more fulfilling life if you spend it that way or if you at least make that your priority why did we just solve the show <laughs> <laughs> why did we just figure out the whole point it's crazy it I took don't... nine years it did yeah yeah i mean it's it's one of those things that sneaks up on you, even though it's right there on the surface. Yeah. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe you know, a literary critic or uh, a great expert storyteller could go, of course that's what it's about, guys. Yeah. Did you get that? Right, right. <laughs> no, it took us And nice. yet, I mean, I don't know. In the discussions I saw, I just, I didn't really see, I didn't really see anyone interpreting it that way. Yeah. Um... You know, not that I read everything ever to be written about it, but I and maybe yeah, maybe maybe a literary critic didn't didn't do their job right, you know, or didn't right. we didn't see their comment, but you know, sure. someone who analyzes things could have been like, well, of course that's what they meant, that's yeah. obvious, but it's like yeah, it didn't seem obvious uh, all these many years and discussions. Definitely uh, not. Because I mean, yeah, who's 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 you don't look at The Walking Dead and go, okay, well, what does that mean that uh, life is about? Right. 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 Yeah. No, I don't think, I mean, yeah, I mean, maybe sort of, you know, basic human nature in the absence of civilization, like, you can kind Mm -hmm. of draw, but yeah, that's not, that isn't really, 
that isn't really a huge portion of what life is about. I think it's a part of it. You know? Yeah, and it doesn't it doesn't give you any idea of a mode of operation of through life. You know, it just says that if you're in this situation, it's about this stuff. And the reality is, basically, almost. I mean, I won't say I won't go this far, but the majority of people in the world live in civilization. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's an interesting question. It's something that has been, you know, exploited. And, and like I said, there is some of that in Lost, too. Um, you know, Lord of the Flies or whatever. Like, it's yeah, it's an idea that's, you know, definitely... It's sort of like, what is the animal that is a human, you know, removed of this stuff that he's built for himself? Yeah. You know? Um it's interesting, but it's definitely, like, far from the whole story. Yeah. You know, and uh, uh, I agree. Like, I, I, I would never, or Homeland, or, you know, I, you know. Yeah, I'm thinking Six Feet Under, or, like, any uh, show. I, I can't I can't even imagine looking to it and trying to see what it's telling me about life, or how I should live my life, or mm-hmm. it's kind of... Yeah, it just wouldn't enter my mind. Twin Peaks I'll throw in there, too. Yeah. Um, or like X-Files. Now, X-Files. aliens, what does that mean I should do about life? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there is something Locke-esque about Mulder's quest, I think. Mm-hmm. But it's just not that it's not that all encompassing. It's It's very focused on that. And the thing is... Because of what I said earlier about how concrete they can be, not about answers, but about sort of showing you things, I think the viewer knows from early on that his quest is, you know, on the right track. Yeah. And in a way, he's going to be vindicated. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's where he really parts from Locke. <laughs> yeah, and that's what we wanted was like him locked to be on the right track exactly exactly at any any point (laughs) and the whole point is he's not yeah you know um and he just shouldn't have the point is yeah the point is he's not the kind of person that can be on the right track because even if he is on the right track it's only right in that he decides that it's right right decides to get fulfillment out of the conclusion to that right you know and and that's up that you know you know there's always the external forces, but it's up to him to decide that, right? It's it's almost say, like saying, you know, it's up to you to decide if to to be happy, you know. Right. Um, right. You can have a, the house and money and whatever you want and still be unhappy. And it's like, well, you can decide to be happy. You can decide that what you have is what you want. Yeah. Not always looking for some external version of, of that. And, um yeah, it's just, you just don't, yeah, you don't watch a show looking for the metaphors. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Exactly. And and that it's helpful to understand the show trying to do that, or trying to find them. I think that's the thing, is like, right. the metaphors are the key to understanding the show, because the show is a has the metaphors because it needs them to prove the point that right. it's trying to prove. right. Right. So, yeah, I do think in a way to like watch Lost, I don't know if correctly is the right word, but sort of in the ideal way, I think, in terms of what they want. Clearly, yeah. Like in terms of like what they intended, the first time you watch it, I think you you should invest in the mysteries as though they're going to find out answers. Yeah. You know, I feel like that's kind of 
that's kind of the way. I mean, you don't have to do that, but I do feel like that's kind of a, uh, a step they want you to take. Mm-hmm. Um, so that you can look back later and kind of read in what your engagement with the show based on the way you watched it the first time. Yeah. You know, and I guess that level thing is also part of why it holds up when you watch it again, mm-hmm. you know, and I remember people at the end of the show, a lot of podcasters, a lot of people disillusioned with the ending, you know, saying like they couldn't rewatch it because they were so disappointed with the answers. And, you know, I think that's even that is you know, uh, it's kind of something they envisioned. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, well, that wasn't what I wanted. It's a weird thing to say, okay, you watched the show, you were disappointed by the outcomes. The Now, the point is like, okay, well, go back and watch it and ask if you should have even considered those outcomes to begin with. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's it's that whole thing of, we didn't say it was that. Right. Who said it was that? Exactly. You know? And it's just kind of like, maybe you're the one who, who put more emphasis on it than... Mm-hmm. Uh, now, yeah, we, we, we led you to, you know, we, we, we led the horse to water, mm-hmm. but you're the one who decided to drink. Right. You know, you should ask yourself why you're even thirsty to begin with. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. Now, yeah, we did run you in the field all day, and we did, you know, not give you mm-hmm. any water, and we did bring you <laughs> to a luscious oasis. Man, this metaphor. <laughs> You're a horse this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that explains a lot. Yeah, no, you know the the whole you can. I'm sorry. The the premise is you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. Right. Sorry. That's the premise. If I wasn't clear. Yeah. Um. But I mean, so you can do all that. But yeah, the show is like you should really consider why you thought to drink in the first place. Yeah. That's that's the meaning of life right there. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah, meaning yeah. of life isn't whether or not you drank or whether or not the water was yeah. refreshing, yeah. right? The question, the meaning of life is why did you even want to drink and what did you expect to get out of that drink? Right. It's really, right. yeah, it's really weird. And so I guess, I mean, I guess maybe ideal engagement is the wrong word. That's sort of the Lockean way to engage. And I guess I feel like that's the, maybe the, the one with the most... Uh, uh, legs, if as, you will. As entertainers, they want, they obviously want that. As as just sure. entertainment, they want that's the best. You know, if you're engaged and you think the crazy that the the crazier thing you think can happen, I think the probably more engaged you are. So I mean, they want right. that on, on just a level of storytelling. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Because they do want to engage an audience in a in a normal way. Yeah. Um. In addition to this other thing. Um. But yeah, it is possible, and I think there are definitely those out there who, you know, sort of engaged in it in a more in a much more distant way, um, and were just willing to either were just fine with the end, or uh, or were dissatisfied and, and done with the show completely. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and yeah, there are there are a lot of them out there, um, but. Uh, but yeah, I think I think it, it it deserves being rethought and kind of reconsidered and and you can still not like it in the end, but it's worth understanding. Yeah. You know, why exactly you didn't like it. Yeah. You know, in terms of what they were trying to do and what you didn't like about what they tried to do, not sort of what you thought they tried to do. Mhm. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot there's an extra layer there um to go back to that uh, other shows don't have. 
Yeah, I just I'm thinking of like an, an like another sh- like Dexter. Could you imagine if it was like <laughs> oh, it's laughable? <laughs> it's literally laughable. It's, but the, yeah. but the idea that okay, we didn't like how Dexter ended and how most of the last oh, seasons went. Horrible. But could you imagine if like but okay, but that's the point. Now go back and watch Dexter right. and then really see what it's really about right. and that the, the the whole the reason you might not have liked it is part of why it's even on you know right. why there's even a story there right and that's such a weird concept you can't even imagine to be true it just doesn't work with dexter at all yeah it's, it's bad because it was bad like it isn't bad for for more complicated reasons yeah it's not bad because it gave you more options on how to view it and right. the and the giving of the more options is a metaphor about life right you know that exactly. that's why that's what's weird no it wasn't that at all i don't think oh. i mean it's it's about dexter i don't think there's there are life lessons there yeah um it's very specific and they kept saying the same thing about him over and over again and in the end it was that thing again thank you mm-hmm. <laughs> all right thanks guys <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean it's probably like you need to see two seasons of Dexter, the first one and the yeah. last one. Yeah, 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 yeah. That would be more than enough. Yeah. It's it's definitely not essential. All the stuff that happens in between, but in a way, like even if you watch the first and the second season, I think you can get the point. Yeah. Of the show, even just the first season is almost enough. I mean, it's. I was thinking set the last one so that you could get Deb finding out. Sure, sure. You uh, get besides the, that, sure. yeah, it kind of doesn't really matter. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that was like satisfying in the moment. Oh, so like when he when he gets uh, it was a season one when uh he he he's almost getting caught but as a Bay Harbor butcher but then he doesn't. Is that yeah. season one? That's season two. And, that's season two. Oh, season two. Season one's Ice Truck Killer. Oh, that's what I mean. Ice Truck Killer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he he uh, he gets off and not caught. Is that the one? Where, what's the one? Is it season two where they find? I'm getting really confused. Season two is the one where they find all the bodies. Yeah, 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 Dokes, yeah. Uh, Dokes finds out about him and yeah. Lila. That that tells you what you need to know about the show. That he wasn't yeah. gonna get caught. Like he. Yeah. Totally. It wasn't about him getting caught and and serving a penance and or, right yeah yeah it wasn't gonna happen yeah that was already there spoiler and alert it's just rinse repeat for the rest of the show spoiler alert big time but <laughs> but hey go ahead and watch it if you want to waste your time yeah if you want a good time waste Dexter's <laughs> a really bad one oh man yeah the show had some good moments but man they really uh, the the last four seasons yeah. <laughs> which is just way too much of the show way too much way too much and even parts of the first four you know but um i you know the last good moment is when rita dies spoiler (laughs) you know i think that was the last time where it felt like the show might matter Mm -hmm. you know and yeah yeah when you thought okay well now he'll be different yeah and after that it was it was a tease and even deb finding out really doesn't come to as much as I I wish it had or I wanted it. No. It's it kind of just gets swept Deb, up into the usual. Spoiler alert: Deb was in love with him, and that barely. Oh mattered. yeah, forgot. Yeah, it didn't matter that too much. Mattered. Yikes! What a show. Let's yeah. stop talking about that. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> that's why we're not doing the Dexter podcast. <laughs> 
That's why we haven't spent nine years talking about Dexter. Exactly. Yeah, what do we do? Like three or four Dexter podcasts? That's probably even more than we needed to. Yeah. Yikes. All right, well, let's get into the episode then. Uh, we, we had this long preamble. I think it was due one big 150, get, getting oh, yeah. some of our... Uh, our uh, um, general, general, um, what is it called? Reflections, um, uh, reflections on yeah, what were how far we've come with the commentary series and sort of post lost era stuff. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, it's been you know it's been so long at this point since the show's even been off that I, it's it's hard for me to remember what I thought about the show back when it just ended. Mm-hmm. It's, it's changed a lot. Oh, big time, yeah. Um. But yeah, I definitely didn't see the forest for the trees. You know, I didn't, I didn't see the sort of bigger picture, which yeah. I'm glad is it's interesting because it Kelly could have been like, wow, this is, they're doing this other thing and that's boring. Right, right. You know, yeah, yeah. It could have gone that way. It definitely could have, could have taken a Dexter turn, um, where we realize what the show's about and it's just like, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> Like, what a waste of time. Mm-hmm. I knew that years ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, that's not news. Well, I'm interested to see uh, where uh, our collective thoughts are by the next 50. Um, yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting, definitely. Because, like, I would say, I mean, you know, you could say this about many points in the show, but, I mean, I definitely think going into the end of season three and, you know, in a way with this episode, you know, we're, we're, we're going into the end part of the show. Yeah, no, this is, this is like, I consider this like the top of the roller coaster, you know? Yeah. And we're, we're peaking, we're getting up to that peak and then it's just going to drop and the show's just kind of like free falling until the end. Yeah. Literally till the end. Yeah. Like, I talked about how, like, Locke's never going to go back to the main camp, for example. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is kind of crazy to even know that. <laughs> it's not <laughs> yeah. something I would have thought, you know, at this yeah. point. Um, but, like, his journey he's on now is kind of, he's going to be doing that for the rest of the show. He's almost done, as far yeah. as Locke proper. In a sense, yeah, definitely. Um, but, yeah, there's, there's not going to be, there's not going to be normalcy anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, um, they they no had more, kind of no a status quo. No more ping pong. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no more card playing. No, no, they're done with the killing time, like, B-plots. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it'll be interesting to cover that phase of the show, which is definitely faster paced and mm-hmm. uh, also filled with a lot more insanity. Um <laughs> Than what we've covered so far, which is already a lot. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think uh, these these next fifty are, are going to be are going to be interesting. I don't I don't remember it all totally clearly, so no, be, me either. To relive and reconsider. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into the man behind the curtain. All right. All right, everyone, get your players ready if you're going to sync up with us for the man behind the curtain. All right. I am ready. All right, here we go. Five, four, three, two, one. Previously on Lost. 
Does he have a communion? Oh. See, in that line right there, right? That's just Ben's manipulation. He's being manipulative. It yeah. doesn't, he doesn't think mean that. that he concurs with the whole Absolutely conceit. Not. And yet the way they play that, it seems like we're supposed to believe it. Yeah, they want us to believe it. Yeah. Wow. And that's the thing I wouldn't have known before. Is like, like we said about last episode with Ben, right? Like, some of what he's saying is... I mean, we know he's a manipulative, so it's yeah, not totally. a surprise. It, it shouldn't it's, be a it's surprise. Where it's, it's a surprise that um, his manipulations line up with the mystical stuff. Right, exactly. He's going, he's using that against Locke, and we don't, we didn't really realize that. We knew sometimes, obviously, but lines like that because we want to believe it's true. We want to believe he's special. Yeah, and that's. I mean, that's what Man in Black does too. Yeah, like his manipulations line up with the crazy, and so because that's the best way to manipulate Locke. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, we were. Uh, were we expecting this? <laughs> First of all, I'm I'm thrown that that's Arlene. <laughs> yeah, it's totally Arlene. It's really weird. Arlene from True Blood. Arlene dyed her hair. Yeah. She's like, sick of you late for your shift. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right. So this is the birth of Ben. Yeah. And so, so far, like, they've told us that, or Ben has told us that he was born on the island. So I think they're trying to sell that here. Yep. Here's Ben being born on the island, of course. Yeah. Although, why wouldn't they be uh, in the medical station? That's a good point. I mean, who are they, you know? That would be the question I would have here. Like, how did this happen? And that's when we find out it's not true. Mm-hmm. Still in Hawaii, though. Close to Portland, though, paradoxically. <laughs> but yeah, uh-huh, this is so weird. This is, like, this is, all of this is weird. Like, they just randomly, like, ran into fucking Horace <laughs> driving. Uh, in life, there are random chances. Yeah. There are random true. coincidences. It's true. So they can get away with it. But you know what? You know what never bothered me before that's bothering me? They do this all the time. Colin, Benjamin, because yeah. how else are you going to know what the fuck baby this exactly. is? Exactly. And it's my dying wish, so you have to do it. Totally. Um, but uh, why were they out there giving birth? Like, that never bothered me before, but... Were they what, on a hike, and she... Oh, is that what happened? I guess. I don't know. When she was, like, deeply pregnant? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe they were trying to induce. You know, they wanted to uh, get it moving. Oh, uh, okay. But it moved too soon. Okay. Yeah. You do remember birthday. God, that was... line. Like, what is that? He gives this look. Like... It's a, it. That line is so deep, it just <laughs> cuts through their entire relationship, and we just don't know how. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I don't know what he's alluding years. to. Is like he just 20 years talk- of history in that line. Is he talking about how uh, Richard doesn't age? Is he talking about like their experiences when Ben was younger? Yeah. Is he talking about the purge that also happened on his birthday? Like, I don't even know. Or did he forget his birthday one year and didn't give him a present? <laughs> it, could, it totally could be that. That is not the actor playing Anthony Cooper. I'm just going to say No. That. I mean, it's a sack of potatoes, obviously. <laughs> 
I hope it was credited. That's, that's not even half as big as that guy. I guess he's supposed to have his legs folded, maybe. Yeah. But it's it's clearly not anything. And this is so... It's cheating. Like, how does he even know what happened? Like, he even knows the beginning. I love... Michael fucking Emerson. It's a great face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I watched a little bit of Person of Interest, my, half because he was there, and mm-hmm. uh, he's not Ben, you know, like he's because yeah. Ben gets to have those looks, and yeah. those are those are Michael Emerson. That was best. the first thing that really sold me on Ben was his look when he was locked in the hatch. Yeah, the, and the door closed. And yeah. the door closed. Yeah, yep. like that was that was a huge moment, and it's just a look. Just a look. <laughs> Why is a look a huge moment? Like he really sells that. He, he brings a lot to this thing. Because Ben ultimately is, you know, he doesn't really know that much and he doesn't have, like, any crazy mm-hmm. powers or anything. He's just kind of, he's kind of a sad, tragic figure in a way that well, Locke is. He's, so, yeah, so here's, he's, he's actually talking about this, who he is. Oh, yeah, right. God, could you imagine if it was that simple? I know. Oh, okay. <laughs> he takes it to the statue, Jacob's like, hey, what's up? Hey. See, the weird thing about that is that's a lie. Yep. But Richard isn't there to hear it. Mm-hmm. And that's a lie, too. And we just learned that that's a lie. <laughs> oh, this is so weird. I never suspected that this is all bullshit. And it sounds like bullshit. Yeah, it does. That's what's weird is is the way he said, so Jake, he says all this stuff and he says, so Jacob talks to me like he's selling something. He, and so in summation, I'm trying to convince you of this thing. And actually Locke here is kind of right. But he ends up thinking he's wrong. So, so Ben just says all this bullshit. He says, he says, well, Jacob is the leader, mm-hmm. but he says Jacob talks to him. Yeah. Locke says you're lying. Yeah. Oh, so Locke doesn't doesn't think that Jacob doesn't talk to Jake to Ben. Locke thinks Ben is in charge. Yeah. He says you're the man behind the curtain. Exactly. He's basically saying there is no Jacob. You're the the Wizard of Oz is the thing you pretend to be, which is Jacob, and it's really just you. Yeah. Oh wow. So he's so he's too clever by half. Yeah. Totally. Totally. He, he instead of so he gets it's weird. It's weird. Because he's well, he's just wrong. Because there is Jacob actually does exist. But he's right in the sense that a lot of the things the others are doing are just Ben's. Because of Ben. And he's right that Ben is lying. And he's, he's right not lying is. about the thing Locke is thinking he's lying about. <laughs> exactly. That's what's weird. It's like he's right, but he's wrong. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's sort of accidentally right. Yeah. And he even changes his mind later. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, if you're accidentally right, then you don't know how you're right, you know. Right. So, you go, oh, I was right because of this. And it's like, no, you're right because it's other thing. Right. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, 
So yeah, this is uh, our first glimpse of Dharma. Yeah, I remember this, this, this orientation video. Yeah. Just seeing him, like, in the yeah, crowds of the barracks. Because we wondered what happened. What was the recruiting like? Totally. And it's like, oh, it's just this. <laughs> oh, it's so boring. It's nothing that crazy. Like, we built this up way too much. Oh, we brought up the fence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like that's hinting that maybe the fence is... But, of course, that's just him speculating, so it doesn't have to mean anything. Yeah, it's weird. I mean... Oh, you know, that's actually an interesting point about the fence. Maybe maybe the fence was to keep Dharma in, because not all of these people know what's going on. That's a good point. And if I mean, they, they have a lot of the island. Yeah, if they explore the island, that's bad for, for what some of what Dharma's doing. Yeah. And the whole war with the hostiles, they don't always, you know, they they don't know that for a while, I think. So, yeah, that's actually an interesting point. It could be uh, to keep them in, too. Yeah, that makes sense. Kind of like, yeah. This is this is this is the worst retcon in history, I think. Yeah, definitely. Like, well, I mean, it's yeah. I mean, I feel like they planned on it, but they couldn't have it say Roger Linus. Yeah. And so they had to like wiggle around that. It's just like if if it was normal, it would have said janitor. Yeah. Totally. And we would have read Roger Janitor. Well, that's not his name. Mm-hmm. But because they had to play this hiding game, it just, uh, it just became Definitely. a weird thing. <laughs> yeah. See, that's, that's interesting. Locke is asking... Sorry. Saeed is asking about Locke. But Sawyer gets him involved with the more present danger. Yeah. And then, so then Saeed's not going to pursue that. Okay, so this is Mikhail finally running back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's that answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's our new leader. They let off a flare. He's not going to say that. <laughs> that caught my attention. <laughs> Her helo? Is that a thing? Yeah. Say? Like helicopter? Gotta love those clicks. I didn't know clicks was spelled with a K. <laughs> Uh-oh. What? Locked giving orders now. Okay. So there's where Richard's oh, yeah. paying attention. Because <laughs> Richard's like, Biz never talked to Jacob. Exactly. And that's where it's like, did they ever have a conversation about this? Like, Ben comes back after this. Like, what the fuck does he think happened? This is such a weird... Ah, this is such a crazy story here. This is the Nexus. Yeah. Because now Ben has to make up something. Yeah. Because he was, yeah, he was probably going to handle Locke in a different way if it yeah. was just him and Locke one-on-one about his Jacob thing. But now that right. it's public. Locke, like, forced him to. 
respond. Yeah, and then he just beat up the only person that was going to change the plot. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I forgot about this. Huh? <laughs> and then Alex shows up. That's weird. What is she, what is she doing? Yeah. What? I yeah. think this is Jacob. You're going to need this. What are you doing, Alex? <laughs> what does it even mean? Why would she even think that? That, I have no idea. Is it, I mean, there's one level where it's like, no one goes to see Jacob. If my father's taking you to go see Jacob, he's going to kill you. Right, right. Which, this is the most straightforward, reasonable thing. <laughs> so... We didn't mention this, but here, this uh, woman here, the teacher, as well as this young lady, Annie, are two uh, great mm-hmm. disappearing characters that appear in this episode. Yeah, I remember there's a lot of conversations about Annie, who what, who yep. Annie grew up to be, yep. and all that stuff. Annie was and a huge deal. Annie was huge. Until they never mentioned her again. And, and so this is the teacher, so this is... Uh, that. That's what's his name's wife. Uh, yeah, presumably. Um, they kind of retcon it later. Uh, I think saying it was his sister or something. Oh, okay, but it was uh, the woman in the car with him. Okay. But this woman, uh, like refused to come back on the show, and Samantha so, Morton. so yeah, and so they, uh, so they just sort of Mathis. rewrote the Samantha story. Samantha Mathis, I think. Samantha Mathis, yeah, yeah, but she was supposed to come back. But Annie, I don't know. I'm definitely confused about Annie. Okay, so the so the hot so they're dealing with hostiles. How they got through the fence, I guess, is it someone else's question? Oh, they kind of talk about. Well, they don't talk about that. It's not the right word. But there's some reference to that later. Uh, Some lines with Richard and Sawyer in season five about like how are you gonna get past the how'd you get past the fence? He's like, we have our ways. Yeah. Which I probably means climb over. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, what else could it mean? Or they got intel on the code or, you know, something straightforward. You were having trouble finding work, so I brought you to this crazy island. (laughs) Yeah, that's a bit much. Oh, God. Man, this is... What are you going to do with 30 grand on the island? That's a very good question. Well, there's a ghost in my window. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't sleep. My dead mother is outside. <laughs> Never a good sign. Wow, Sawyer. Oh, they're sharing information. Nice to know. Yeah, he's been gone. Probably where Naomi is. 
Wait, what? Oh, tape. Tape lock. There's like there's like three things going on here. There's a lot of information to be shared. Why was his hand shaking? <laughs> Just for the record. <laughs> when he's eating mangoes, you know. Uh, mangoes boost well, confidence. It, it, he, he's got a thing. And I, I wonder if that's a... I mean, it's got to be a writing thing, but I wonder how and much... And Blacklock eats mango, too. Yeah, it's a, I don't know if that's an actor choice. When he's in high status, he's he's yeah. like skiing and and doing physical things like that. Yeah. And when he's low status, he's throwing dishes, which is like the opposite. <laughs> right. of, you know, it's a weird, interesting right. thing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was trying to analyze every line Ben was saying in that scene about about yeah. Jacob and and Jacob's gonna be. I was replacing yeah. Jacob with Man in Black and trying to see if it made sense. If Man in Black has just been fooling, like he has been to see him once. Yeah, so there are people who say that, and I think there is some evidence to suggest that that's true. Um, For example, his mother um, appearing to him. But um, it's never confirmed, and I just wonder, again, I wonder about Richard and all that. So I would say the only reason for Man in Black to appear to Jacob is to give, I'm sorry, to appear to Ben, even as Jacob, uh, would be to get Ben to do something. Right. And the only things that he would want to do is, is to kill somebody. That's all he wants. He wants yeah. nobody on the island, especially Jacob, so he can leave. Right. right. So if, if, if there's a way that appearing to Ben uh, in the past makes that make sense you know what have the others done mm-hmm. you know so the purge obviously the right purge, for example yeah was the first big thing true but i think the thing that the thing i can't get over with that is if he comes back and says like i mean if it's not just something he does himself if it's something he tries to get the others to do mm-hmm. then Richard's gonna hear that right and he knows that ben isn't talking to jacob right mm-hmm. so how does he just let it go like i don't you know what i mean like that that's the thing i don't understand that's the thing i'm stuck on as far as ben like taking orders from you know because some of that stuff could work i think him summoning the, the idea of him summoning the smoke monster um the whole cabin thing his mother appearing to him i mean i think it could work and yet it's i don't i don't quite see how Good. <laughs> they introduced the bunny again, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I just had a pet bunny. So now we get the whispers. Oh, the whispers. Oh, that's weird. So, like, here's, like, a really man in black feeling mm-hmm. scene here. Like, he does this later on in the show. Like, stand on the other side of the fence like this. But the whispers are the dead people, right? True. But sometimes 
sometimes they appear when the smoke monster appears, and sometimes mm-hmm. it's the others, and sometimes it's just other stuff. <laughs> the whispers are weird. Lee inconsistent. I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you see, it seems like his mom is leading him, you know, is saying, like, you're supposed to come out here, but not yet. You know, so it kind of feels like the Man in Black is drawing him to the others. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's the Ash. <laughs> Oh, man. They're just going to toss this in with no explanation. Maybe if I sniff it, it'll make sense. (laughs) Sniff, That's it. That's the ash for this episode. They just leave that there for you. There's a rescuer huh? here. This is one of those group meetings they almost never have. Yeah. Yeah. They... <laughs> Maybe they swapped his brain out. So you're going to end up with her. Uh <laughs> What? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Just in time for the tension to hide. That will erase it. <laughs> and then the tape recorder will blow up. And kill it'll you. blow up, giving me, uh, giving me a diversion and I'll escape. <laughs> I'm a double agent, yo. and i get to make all the decisions i'm the decider i'm the decider that's why Uh, that was a weird. That. Yeah, the sound, the like. Yeah. Outro. Like a, yeah. Cuba fart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, it's a weird noise to close. Uh, it. I don't think I've heard that one before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little comical. It is. It is. What? Oh yeah. How did he get the code, by the way? Good question. I don't think that bothered me before. Why do you have to do that? Didn't you just turn it off? I know, but he wants to make sure, so the buddy's the sacrifice. 
just in case it didn't work. God, that buddy is creepy. Those eyes, just, I can't deal. It's scary. Yeah. And he's going to carry him in the back so we don't have to show the bunny the whole time. Yeah, the bunny wrangler says, you can only have this bunny for yep. this, this many shots. And That's then it. you got to save it. You can pretend it's in this bag, but you're not going to see it's it. It's not in the bag. It's so not in the bag. If it was in the bag, it couldn't breathe. Exactly. It's weird, like... This juxtaposed with the previous scene made it seem like all he needed to do was get the combination, get the code first. Like, yeah. but why would she say it's not time? It's not time because you don't know how to. Yeah, that's it. a weird thing to say. Like, or did he just decide it was, he was going to make it the time? Because that made it seem like he should have known that it could have killed him. Right. And he didn't care. Yeah. It's weird. That I don't even know what to think of that. And it then is this. Really weird. Oh man, this is classic Richard. Uh, Richard in the weird clothes and hair yeah. that he'll never have again. <laughs> but this is just seventies Richard. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. He's not young, guys. He's not young. No matter what I thought. I think this should be a thing for Richard, too. Like, yeah, I think it should be at a certain point. I want to see... Okay, that. Okay, now it should be yeah. a thing. <laughs> yeah. It instantly should be like, you thought yeah. she's dead, and now you saw her, and it's the Man in Black. Yeah. Yeah, because he knows about that. This, like, this should be a red flag. Like, if the Man in Black is messing around here, like, you need to beware of this band. But I because think, the story the writers already told is that you don't join the others until, until you're, you're older. An adult, so, <laughs> <laughs> so you're gonna have to wait. Yeah, um, it's weird because that whole thing—it seems like he's willing to just let him go back, but because Ben wants to join him, he's like willing to consider it. I almost got the sense he thought it might happen for some other reason. Oh. Like, not necessarily a time travel reason, but, like, he's like, well, if, if, if that entity said you could you join us at some point, then it'll happen. 
so there's that line. I don't know. I mean, I guess Ben's a good liar, but the, it's it's kind of like serial, you know, the random lies. It's hard to understand. I think he wanted it spookier. I, I think the show That's wanted the it spookier. Atmosphere. I think this the show wanted the atmosphere, and I think Ben wanted less light so he could do whatever he's planning to do. I I'm I'm going to this thinking this is a complete ruse. Ben Ben is bullshitting, mm-hmm. and he's going to put on a show. Mm-hmm. Somehow, and he doesn't even know yet. Look at that face. He doesn't know yet. <laughs> That's why he's stalling. See, he's stalling. You're right. That's why he was saying he'd be really mad because you don't want to go see somebody's gonna be really mad, you know. But what does he think about the cabin? What does he think about the ash circle? Like what? You know, like, what are his ideas? <laughs> Jacob, are you decent? <laughs> <laughs> Put your pants on, Jacob. <laughs> Jacob, if you are if you don't have any pants on, you need to put the pants on, because uh, we have company. I'm going to this thinking, he's been to this old cabin. It's been here since he was a kid. He, this is Horace's old cabin. This is nothing. This is Horace's old cabin. I don't know why the ash is there. But what about is- that dog painting? What about those <laughs> jars? Yeah, good question. What does it mean? Yeah, this is BS. But what a weird coincidence. That- ben, should know, ben should know that Jacob can't see him if it's a fact that no one can see him but Ben. Right. The, ben has to be playing a ruse. That's the only reason to say to to say that you can't see him. That's the I think that's the only reason. Right. If he if it's if it's true that Jacob is not visible to everybody, then Ben should know that he shouldn't be surprised Locke can't see him. True. And if it's a ruse, this is the kind of ruse you want to do. Oh, you want to see him? Here he is. Oh, you can't see him. Oh, too bad for you. Guess I'm right. Stressing. Right. <laughs> And it's just great for the audience because we're looking at it from this level of Locke saying, "Yeah, oh, he's he's insane. Yeah, he thinks somebody is there." For a second, you really consider that he he is completely insane. Yeah, and he actually thinks there's something there, and there's not. Yeah, this is the two questions. Yeah, are you lying? Or are you deluded? And here's the thing: there is someone there. <laughs> Someone, someone isn't there yet, but someone will be there. I don't I mean, think Black is sitting there yet, but I think he shows up at the end of the scene. He's gonna be there pretty soon. Yeah, I don't think he was sitting there while while he while Ben was talking to the okay. Because I don't think Ben was talking to anybody. Right. I agree he wasn't talking to anybody, but is he sitting there the whole time or? Yeah. Okay. Now. <laughs> By the way, the captions tell you what voice that was. Yeah, they did. It's interesting. Jacob. And Ben doesn't hear it. It's like crazy. Yeah. And this is the exact flip side, right? The exact yeah. flip of how the thing started with Ben pretending yeah. he could see... So he's there now. Hey, by the way, here's the telekinesis. Yeah, totally. totally. Wow. But we didn't know. We didn't know. No, I, 
he realized that, uh, yeah. And see, that's what really gets me. Ben plays along. Uh-huh. You know, this stuff's... Ha- There's the eye. The famous eye. I've talked about that eye later, so I just want to okay. note it. The eye of Jacob, if you will. And there's also the guy in the chair, the prop master, but yeah. the eye is really the thing for me. But, like, Ben, like, rolls with it and goes to the chair. And he's like, you've had your fun. Like, wow. <laughs> that's committing to your lie. And that's mm. the part that makes me think he knows there's something up with this cabin. Even if he doesn't think he's meeting with Jacob there. Or anything's going to happen there. Like, he doesn't seem freaked out enough to me. <laughs> like, he's just going to roll with it. I think that's been, though. I guess he that has is to, See, he's got to maintain power. First of all, if that was Jake, or if that was Man in Black, if that was the way it presented itself, that Ben really knew, then why didn't he hear it? But I, I feel like now Ben thinks that Jacob really wasn't there. I think Ben is completely confused about what happened, and now he's trying to, yeah, he wants to hear a lock heard. Yeah. That's the, I think that's the first time that's ever happened. oh really it's on this island yeah (laughs) oh man I'm young. You can tell by my hair. Ah. And the glasses, too. They connect with the younger him. Yeah. I guess he wears contacts in his old age? Or does Vision get healed by the island? Or The island healed his cataracts. Yeah. <laughs> All these Annie. Oh, Annie. Oh, Annie. Oh, Annie. You totally don't matter at all. No. No, was, I'll put you in my rabbit bag. Just spend too much time worried about Annie. Yeah, she's she's in the rabbit bag just like the rabbit is. <laughs> still, like twenty years later, rabbit's still in that bag. Exactly. It's just a carcass. Ben, you have to feed that rabbit. See, if we're thinking, I guess we can figure out that he's going to end up dead in this thing. Yeah. They're setting it all up. And here's the beer. Yeah. Yeah, that was the beer, exactly. This is kind of crazy. This is something I didn't really think about before the idea that the purge happens on Ben's birthday. Yeah. Happy like, happy birthday. Here's that's really weird. See, it's weird that he said that, even though that's what he was planning to do, I think, because they end up on a mesa with the beer. Right. So it's weird that they were basically telling us what Roger ends up doing or where the cards up going, but that shouldn't have been his plan before Ben says this. It's really, right. it's really weird. 
Oh, no, okay, I guess... I guess that wasn't his plan. And oh, Okay, no, I think it makes sense. It wasn't his plan. He was going somewhere else with the beer. Yeah, 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 like, delivery hey, or something. Yeah, we'll drive up to the Mesa, and then this is where he'll end yeah. up. Yeah. I, a part of me really likes this, like, total corrupting of this symbol of hope. What do you mean? Like, like this thing that, like, meant, you know, Hurley's, like, uh, you know... Oh, that fun of, moment getting ruined by this? Yeah, the fact that it's actually the side of, like, a murder that was a prelude to a mass murder. and You know, yeah. like, it's, a, it's even yeah. a, a killing of his own father. It's, like, it's, it's really intense. Huh? You know, juxtaposition. Yeah. I mean, we knew there was a well, dead guy we, in there, but we didn't know why. That's what we talked about before, that if you saw the show in chronological order, you would place different meaning interpretations on things. Yeah. Because if you saw this scene first, and then when Hurley finds the van, it's not a happy, fun moment just because he gets it started. Yeah. It's like, this is, you know, that was Ben's dad. You just <laughs> clonked a beer can on. I know, I know. Bottoms up. <laughs> You're gonna meet him later. Oh Jesus! You're gonna meet him later. You're gonna meet that corpse. Yeah. Wow. Insane. And this is this is like a very confusing and yeah very lost presentation here, where he does this in the in the van and then the purge happens simultaneously also with gas but in a different way. Yeah. It's like unnecessarily I, I confusing. Part of it is Ben needed to had an easy way to kill him, but I think it was also. Um, it might have been good for the retcon of the death that it was, right. a, you know, not something, you know, his head wasn't chopped off. Right, or, right, right, right. You know, there's they no could see some thing. obvious, like, bullet wound or something. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. It needs to be a... But, the, like, I feel like that that transition is confusing. It made it seem like he walked from the Mesa down here with the mask on the whole time. Yeah. Uh... Because of the gas, which might have been true, but I just can't imagine it was that much gas. Yeah, and yet I think it. I think it was. I mean, it could have only been in this area. I mean, the island's huge. I I feel like the gas. I feel like they try to tell us in season four. Of course, we don't know if it's true or not that the gas kills everyone on the island. Well, you talking about the the station thing? Yeah, the. But the, that was if the, that thing exploded. The tempest. Oh, that was yeah. You're right. That was supposed to. It's but I thought we saw. Oh yeah, I don't know. So they say. <laughs> I mean, I don't know either. But like that's uh, that's presented. And like the only reason they live is because they. And have it tempest. only kills humans. It doesn't kill any other animals. Well. <laughs> That part's a little that part's a little suspect. This is a big. Not wearing shoes, by the way. Of course not. That's for later. He's wearing a watch, though. Why is he wearing? The fuck? Why is he wearing a watch? Gold Rolex. Did he forget to take his watch off? That is really weird. That's a really weird moment. Castles with a costume, like that's a whole. 
problem with the whole idea of the hospital yeah. others. I feel like that's a like he forgot to take it off. Cause that's but when just... is he even wearing that normally? What? When is he even normally wearing a watch? I just imagine the actor is wearing it. Oh. You and mean... he just he just forgot to take it off. But you would think I mean they're filming all day, like Yeah. You would hope someone would notice. But I know there was a scene in season six where the uh, guy playing Desmond forgot to take off his wedding ring. Yeah, but like, that's yeah, that's different, though. I mean, it's similar. It's I similar. agree it's different, and it's easier to not notice, but uh, I'm just throwing it out there because it's weird. Uh, yeah. yeah, for sure. And I don't have a better explanation. Like, he stole it from a dead Dharma Initiative member? Like, I don't... It's weird. Yeah, see, I think I think Ben. Yeah, that okay. That's we'll talk about it at the end. But I, I think I have a good idea, at least for this episode up until this point, what I think happened with Ben's perspective on on this Jacob thing. Okay. Because he's saying it right now. Right. He's basically saying like, "I'm going to kill you, <laughs> John." Right. And John is too stupid to... He's got his back turned to Ben. Yep. That's, the most, that's the worst mistake you could make. He realized, like... <laughs> yeah, he's too late. A second before. He was too late. I can't believe he's even going to tell him. That's exactly what Locke's problem is. He's even going to tell him. what he does when he kills John for real. Yeah. Later. Yeah, you're totally right. This is kind of take one of that. Scene. It totally is. He, Locke fell for it twice. Yeah. Oh, man. Wow. That's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a truck horn. It is. Um, all right. Wow. So, yeah, so all that happened. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, explain Ben to me. I'm curious what you think, because I have some, I, like... To me, it's um, super simple. Oh, good. It's super simple, and see if you can poke any holes in it, but... So, basically, what I think happened is, ben, Locke came to Ben and said, listen, I'm tired of your games. Um, you know, you said if I killed my dad, you would tell me everything I wanted to know about the island, okay? So, so this is, it's a game of poker, right? They're playing a game of poker. Yeah. And, uh, and Ben says, fine, okay, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll play that game. You know, I'll tell, kill your dad. I'll tell you what you want to know about the island. Locke goes and he cheats, gets his gets his dad killed, but he comes back and he says, okay, now, listen, I did my part. I killed my dad. Now you tell me the secrets. Now, uh, Ben didn't expect Locke to be able to call his bluff because he read Locke's file. Right. He knew Locke was never going to be able to kill his dad, so he never right. had to pay that pay that claim. Right. Um, but, you know, Locke cheated, got Sawyer to do it, right. and, you know. With which Richard's is help, incidentally. Huh? 
With Richard's help. With Richard's help, exactly, yeah. Um, which Ben didn't calculate for those variables. Okay, right. so... Then, the variables. <laughs> variables. The <laughs> it's the variables, not the constants. Constants are easy. See, yeah, yeah, lock is the constant, but uh, the variables, yeah. Uh, okay, so Ben's like, okay, crap. Now I promise to that he would want to... Uh, I promised him to take him to see... I'm sorry. He says, okay, now I have to pay this claim. I have to tell him everything. But I can't tell him everything because, A, I don't know everything. Right. So he says, okay, we follow Jacob. I'm going to tell him, listen, Jacob is the one who has all the answers. I can't give you the answers because Jacob is the one. He's my boss. I can't give you change for a dollar. I got to ask my boss. Right. You know, it's, it's Mr. Show, change for a dollar. Uh, uh, and uh, so he basically puts up another barrier, barrier and says, okay, I can't do it. You know, it's the scene where they're in uh, uh, Ben's tent. Mm-hmm. But Locke tries to see through, he, he tries to be smart and he says, no, 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 no. I think you're lying. I don't think, I think this Jacob person is somebody you're making up. So that you don't have to take responsibility for paying this claim of telling me what I want to know. You're the man behind the curtain. Right. You know, Jacob is a wizard of Oz. You're the man behind the curtain. Right. And I think Ben was going to try to handle Locke one-on-one and try to try to avoid having to basically give Locke what he said he was going to do. Because he can't pay it up. Now, when Locke is outside the tent and Mikhail comes in and Locke proclaims to everybody... Ben is taking me to see Jacob. Now Ben, now the situation has is out of Ben's control, right? Mm-hmm. He's forced into a corner. When well, because of my people, because of the big, you know, he's got to maintain command. Right. He's he's got to now at least pretend to take Locke to see Jacob. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what does that mean? Well, Ben's like, okay, I got to take him somewhere. I gotta, you know, I gotta put on a show. I gotta do something. And meanwhile, like, I also have to make it where Locke is not important, where I, I'm the one Jacob talks to. You know, that was his point. I'm the one who's special. I'm the one who has who's in control. Right. So I think he came up with a plan. I'll take him to this to Horace's old cabin because it's, it's really creepy and weird. And I will pretend to talk to no one. Mm hmm. I sorry, I should say I will talk to no one for talking to Jacob. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was going as planned. So you know, so he was gonna play out the whole scene of like, hey Jacob, oh what, you know, just talking out loud. And he was gonna basically tell Locke that Jacob was saying whatever Ben wanted to tell Locke himself, basically, you know. You're not important, Locke. Ben's important. He's my go-to guy. Now get out of here, you scamps. You know, whatever Ben was going to do to maintain control, uh, you know, in the situation. Mm-hmm. But, but pretend it's coming from Jacob, right? Yeah. But Man in Black shows up. He says, help me, which I think is just get off the island, help me. Help me in whatever my goal is. Uh, and I got to come back to that later, but yeah, yeah, go ahead. And then he he st- and that's the moment it changes for Ben, right? So it's it's a classic law it's a classic law storytelling tool technique that they do a lot. They're they're experts at this, where they frame a scene one way, and then there's an inflection point where it completely changes to the opposite. 
right? So at the beginning of the scene, Ben is there, knows he's not talking to anybody. Locke is there thinking for a second Ben is talking to somebody and then says, oh, no, you're just crazy. And at the point at which he thinks it's just crazy, it flips. And the thing that wasn't true, that there was somebody there, becomes true. There is somebody there. They flip Ben's perspective. Now there's somebody there Ben didn't expect to see, which I'll get to later. And um, because nobody was there before because he was making it all up. Uh, and then Locke is now convinced something is there, right? They just completely flip all the elements for the scene, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. And that's that's why the show, that's what a mind-blowing moment is, right? When yeah. everything is flipped on its head. Right. Um, and so they leave, they leave the cabin. Ben says, what did he say? Because I didn't hear him. Right. right, which means that the thing I was saying before can't have, couldn't have been true. If I was hearing Jacob this entire time, why wouldn't I be able to hear him now? Mm-hmm. You know, and I think you could say, and we've said before in the early days of, well, he just wanted to talk just to Locke because yeah. now that Locke is there, he needs something. Locke wasn't Locke. Locke wasn't hearing Jacob when he was talking to Ben, quote unquote, mm-hmm. and then he said something to Locke that Ben couldn't hear. Yeah, you you which, could go that way which yeah you could you could totally you could totally go that way um i think it's an easy it makes more sense that nobody was there before and then somebody shows up and starts talking mm-hmm. because we know from you know other scenes and other the rest of the show that, that we've never seen that happen before where like selective audio is happening uh some people are hearing other people and they're not you know like that ha- we haven't seen that with Jacob before, right? Yeah. Or in other scenes. Um, so I think once they leave the cabin and Ben's like, uh, you know, that was Jacob. So he he's he's continuing his ruse, right? That was the best thing that Ben could have hoped for, that his the thing he made up actually happened. Because right. it proved this point, right? That Jacob is real. I talked to Jacob. And he was mad. Like I said, he would be mad. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, and therefore you should fear him and, you know, deal with me directly. Yeah. Don't don't try to go above my head. Right. Uh, and it's at that moment after that, he realizes, and when, uh, he realizes that he's got to, he's got to kill Locke, which is what he does. Exactly. He's like, we're going back to the camp. No, we, we're, I got to to kill Locke. He's got to kill Locke because man in black showed up and talked to Locke. I mean, he thinks it's Jacob, right? Yeah. I think I think Ben's like, oh, okay, God. that's I was, what I, that's what I want to clarify. I okay. was pretending, I was pretending that I could hear Jacob or ever talk but to you. But you really so, heard. Wow, you re- so now you're even a bigger threat. I already thought you were a threat. I already, ha- I have been trying to, de- you know, delegitimize you to my people, to you know, to take you off of this path of taking over this entire time, and now the person who I just made up actually came up and talked to you now you're even a bigger threat so i gotta kill you now because i think if he was a bigger threat before he could have just he could have taken him to the purge site and killed him immediately if if that's if that's really what he wanted you know i think in a way i think he doesn't want Locke dead until a certain point where he's like i've just got to kill him right you know um so i think i went through all the different points did that make sense yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, before I respond, I just want to say, um, I think you're right. 
<laughs> Good. Then there's nothing else to say. Just uh, to clarify, I really don't disagree at all. I think that's the correct... I mean, that's the way I see it, too. Um, pretty much. Um, there are just some things that bother me, nonetheless. Okay, let's uh, try to let's try to put them in order. So, um, yeah, I'm trying to sort sort them as the bridge. I'm trying to say. figure out like where where exactly to start here. One that here's something that can probably be quick, but it's just something that bothers me. Okay. Uh, the help me thing. Yes. Um, I think I think your interpretation is correct. You know, essentially, uh, it's, you know, man in black thing, help me with my, what I want you to do for me, you know, mm-hmm. essentially. I think that works. But I think, I think the thing that bothers me is that there's no follow-up on that. Um, mm-hmm. Locke never talks about it again. Uh, ben never worries about, you know, at the end of this episode, he seems very concerned to find out what Jacob said. Um, but he never sort of, talks about that again there's never this like remember jacob said help me so blah 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 you know i i i always wanted the follow-up to that you know this is and in a way i guess that's what Locke's doing you know going into um season four you know when he's pursuing the cabin again and stuff like that Mm. um but i sort of always wished there you know like christian had said something or there was some kind of explicit follow-up like that's why i said help me because you are to... like when, when when christian is sending Locke to 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 turn the wheel and go go round up the uh, lofties to bring them back like thanks for the help yeah yeah <laughs> exactly exactly yeah like i just i would like or even man in black mocking it i would just sort of like some kind of follow-up on that because i always felt like that was it felt at the time like that was a start of a big story and in a sense it is and yet uh explicitly it's sort of as though that never happens later on um, it reminds me of it reminds me of you know the mess of Star Wars. Help me, Obi Wan, coming out of me, my only hope. You know, it just that 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 kind of inciting incident of yeah. like uh, yeah starting starting some story. Um, yeah, I think I, I and again I think you know we talked about we talked before about how when we first see things when they're presented with new things they're presented in this broken way like it's not the default version it's this altered version and that's why you can't piece together how it fits in or makes sense because you don't you can't really see what it looked like before because you don't have that origin point because it's already deformed and so you see that with the cabin and you see that with you know uh jacob slash man in black who who's ever in this cabin at this point like we're not seeing it normal Right. You know, we're seeing it when Ben comes there, maybe for the first time, maybe not. We're seeing it when Locke is there for the first. You know, we're seeing it in this with these other variables twisted, not in like, well, what was it like? So if so, if Ben had been there before, if he does talk to Jacob all the time, mm-hmm. what is it normally like? You know, right. we didn't see that. You know, Definitely. if it's man in black there all the time and convincing, you know, pretending to Ben that he's Jacob or whatever, mm-hmm. we didn't we didn't see that. Right. You know what I mean? So we didn't we didn't see like the default version. We saw this other version. So it's so hard to figure out like what is it what does it really look like normally? Right. You know, and then how do you project out from there what that really means? Right. Right. Yeah. Um so I guess I have to say um it's weird 
it, yeah, and then, you know, it's weird to look at it from Ben's perspective. Like, you know, the fact, all the stuff is going on, and then he goes back to the ruse and, and tells the chair enough. Yeah. Fud. And it's like, you know. Um, I believe I, that Ben is a great improviser. Um, and so, like, I, I'm kind of on board with, like, he's willing to roll with it, but that's, I mean, that's a big commitment. I mean, he doesn't, ostensibly, he has well, no sure, idea what's I mean, going on. The sh- but that's, you know, again, right, what was our... And it's t- crazy that there was something in the chair. I mean, it's, I guess, I guess the idea would be that the Man of Black went there to, uh, to sell the thing to Locke. Yes, like, oh, they're there thinking they can talk to Jacob? I'll yeah. show up, I'll play that part. But I was yeah. going to say, what tool did we learn we should use, right? Is that when there's a strong, contradictory piece of evidence, <laughs> you should use that to figure out the truth. Right, right. right? So I think I think that applies there. Yeah. Uh, the fact that he sells it, the fact that he improvs and, and, and turns to the chair, which completely contradicts everything else we were saying, I think is the point. Yeah. Right. That's A, how they tell a great story and make it really interesting. And right. B, how they tell you that it's all about interpretation and misplaced meaning and all the other themes right. that the show is really about. That, like, um, they're giving both sides of that on purpose. Right. And I think that is the extra level they go to because I think you could have everything in that scene happen the way it is and there's all these layers going on. There's Ben pretending and there's luck thinking one thing and then thinking another thing and there's you know and then the man in black shows up but then yeah they go that fourth level of ben going you've had your fun and it's like whoa okay so it's none of the things i thought it was before it's yeah all, all of them and and uh yeah it's super confusing and i think that's the pillar that directly contradicts what's true which is that he didn't think anybody was there. Right. There wasn't anybody ever there before. Even yeah. though I think we both agree that in the end, he believes Jacob actually wasn't there. Yes. <laughs> Which yep. is crazy. Yep. <laughs> it's and, like, I think, and I think he said something like, listen, if Jacob showed up because I brought Locke, Locke is really a threat. Wow. Locke oh, totally. A- yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he thinks Jacob has like a special... Um, you know, relationship or mission or connection or something with Locke. And I think he continues to think that, you know, all the way until when he kills Jacob, not knowing that it's not Locke that led yep. him there, you know, because yep. he's, he's angry that, that Locke got marched up. That's, he what about me? says that. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, he, what, that's the preface to that, that, you know, I forget about sometimes is, uh, what was so special about him? Mm-hmm. You know, why did he get led to you? Why does he get to talk to you? Yeah. You know, what was wrong with me? Um, and, and, you know, it's funny because, and we've talked about this before, but that ties into his daddy issues, right? Totally, totally. So he's, got mommy, he's got mommy issues, which plays itself out with the others and the fertility stuff. And then yep. he's got daddy issues, which plays out with, with, with Locke and Jacob. Yeah. And even Alex, in a way. And even Alex, yeah, yeah. Sort of the reverse version. Kind of like what happens with Jack and the Flash Sideways. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's so funny. It's, uh, yeah. Um... Yeah, so, okay, so another thing, another thing that, you know, bothers me, and I, this is, this is so lost, and this just fits right in, so why does it bother me? I mean, I guess, what can I say? It's, that's what lost does. It, it does its job, and it bothers me anyway. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a wool sweater. Here's the thing, Jake. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this is really itchy, but it's warm. Like it's supposed to be. Yeah. yeah. Just uh, how can you complain? Um, and yet you do. Yeah, um, you do. <laughs> so here's the thing. Jacob was in the cabin at some point. Mm-hmm. Right? Oops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's, I mean, that really gets me. It's like, they didn't have to tell us that, right? That's what I was alluding to earlier. They have the, they have a kind of straightforward uh, way out of this story mm-hmm. where they, where they tell us that, Jacob was never in the cabin. This was a, a weird place, a creepy place that Ben took luck, and the man in black took him there. I don't know about the ash circle. I think that's maybe a little problematic, but setting that aside, the man in black took that place and realized that he could use it to manipulate both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what he does, and you know it works really well, and that's it. That's the cabin. It's this place that was used by Man in Black for manipulate. It was used by Ben first, and then the Man in Black out manipulated Ben basically. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a great story, but they didn't end on that. You know, they end with Ilana, who's sent there by Jacob, going to the cabin, looking for him, and finding a message, a pinned up thing, saying he's at the statue, and saying he isn't here. He hasn't been in a long time. Someone else has been using it. And ending on that note, it's like, what? (laughs) Don't tell me Jacob is connected to the cabin after all this. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's such a strange note to end on. You know, like, they had had a way out. Yeah, but I think you can still navigate to where it makes their choice makes sense, which is where I, I think, like, A... There's a there's sort of a production reason why I think okay well it's it's almost like even if he had been at the cabin at some point in the past that actually doesn't matter because we never saw it right yeah. the only reason to say that is what is to is is cover for the idea that somebody would go there to find him right. Um, or that he was attached to it to some way with their mythology, right? Yeah. Like that's Jacob's cabin. Everybody, I, I, I think that and the and the Ash Circle. Those yeah. are those are the things that sort of make it seem like there there should be some connection there. Yeah, uh, I think the weird thing is, you know, so so I think like when she says someone else has been using it, that's that's that someone else was using it the entire time we saw the cabin, right? Like, um, right. Yeah. And again, that's why she says like hasn't been in a long time. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like, and I think that's a, again like th- we when we first see the cabin, it's it's already in a changed state. Right. Like we didn't see it in a normal state. The ash line's already see. been broken. It's Jacob yeah. has already stopped using it. Yeah. Um, but it does seem that because you know we don't see it before. I mean, I guess it could be there but that would be weird that he does go back there to pin that note that to go find him at the statue mm-hmm. which is also weird for separate reasons that don't have zero like i wonder when that note got pinned up there yeah well it's uh like was it always there and we never saw it I, I, that, that is a possibility you know like because if, if if in the past before he's at the 
before he's at the um, stat, foot of the statue, which he was there before. But See, yeah, some... that's what I was gonna say. Seemingly, he was there the whole time, so it's weird that <laughs> there was like ever a cabin era. But yeah, and the fact that he's hands off from the others, like he he wouldn't. Why would he? Why would he go to the cabin? Yeah, you know that it's more it's closer to them than I think the the foot of the statue is. Right. Um, but but okay, he's living at the or he's at the cabin or he's part timing there or you know work. <laughs> Works, works there in the daytime and goes home to the foot of the statue. You know, the commute's a bitch, right? Right, right. Um, <laughs> um, um, yeah, maybe that's in, and it's at that moment that he says, Well, I'm, I'm checking out of here, so I'm going to just leave this note here for all perpetuity. Um, mm-hmm. In case anyone's ever looking for me, that I'm, that I'm headed, that I'll be at the statue. Right. And it's just there for decades or centuries. Yeah. Yeah. Or is it? And is that how Amanda Black knew he was there? I mean, whatever. I don't know. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Or is it just very, 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 very recently? Right. It's like they're gonna come look for me. I just feel like that was my presumption that it was it was put up there after, like after he, you know, gave Alana her mission and you know returned to the island. Um, like he had told her to rendezvous at the cabin and he was like, well, mm-hmm. I'm not going to be there. So I'll post this note for her so she'll know where to go. Yeah, that's what it feels like. Well, why didn't he just meet her at the cabin if he had told her to go? Well, to the cabin? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. And uh, why even tell her to go to the cabin? See, I feel yeah. like they needed to a burn down the cabin because they were ending it for the show. Right. But B, I think they were trying to they were trying to explain who was in the cabin this entire time. Yeah. And they were trying to say it wasn't Jacob. But it's just weird that in explaining the cabin, they had to tie it to Jacob. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like I mean, I I guess I don't know how to do it otherwise. But yeah, um, it's it just it creates extra complications that I feel Cause, like because they can't go to the you can't go to the cabin looking for Jacob unless you think that's a place he would be. Right, right. And it's someone who we know is sent by Jacob, is connected with Jacob. It's not, it's like mm-hmm. the man in black told her to go there and find Jacob. Yeah. You know? Like, see, she has authorization. So it's, it does seem like there's some. And so, like, I remember imagining at a certain point, like, Richard maybe meeting with Jacob at the cabin at a certain point and, and Ben spying on them from afar or something. Mm-hmm. And that's where he got the idea that he should go there for Jacob. Um, you know, but then again, uh, when Man in Black Locke shows up and asks Richard to take him to Jacob, he takes him straight to the statue. Now, maybe Jacob had told him that he was moving from the cabin to statue. So Richard was just mm-hmm. up on the info and Ilana was not. I don't know anything about what went on, but it's just really hard to follow uh, exactly how all those things took place. But I feel like the most uh, frustrating thing to me is just, is sort of Ben's, uh, the way Ben knows stuff and sort of um, acts and does things on the basis of what he knows, you know, versus like the things he doesn't know. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'll just throw in, in addition to let's go to the cabin to find Jacob, you know, coincidence, Jacob was there at a certain point, other coincidence, uh, man in black's there now. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a summoning chamber for the smoke monster. Um, I go to the smoke monster for judgment. 
Like, all, all those things, it's sort of like, I, it's really unclear to me how he gets these ideas in his head and mm-hmm. and why he thinks they they mean something. Yeah, why wouldn't you go to Jacob for judgment? Totally. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they both start with J. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> first thought. Yeah. And it's like it I just I just don't know how to how to take that. And so it just it sort of reminds me of the cabin. It's sort of like where did he get the idea about the cabin? Mm-hmm. You know, it could be just like what you're saying. It's just he knew about this cabin. Maybe he even knew about it from Horace. You know, and I feel like everybody in Dharma knew about Horace's cabin. I just felt like it was a thing where Horace, where's Horace? Uh, he's not an officer. Horace went to build a cabin. Yeah. Yeah, I think he he the, he probably you know or was it? That's another level to the cabin that's really strange. What? Um, that Horace built it. Yeah. You know, it's like, and it's weird that in this episode we're introduced to Horace, mm-hmm. but we don't find out that he built the cabin. Yeah, we're introduced to the cabin and Horace. Yeah, and we don't know that they're connected. Direct connection between the two. It's wow, can you imagine watching that and like Ben's being birthed in the, the the forest and like they Horace drives up in the car at the beginning of the episode and it's like I bet that guy built the cabin. <laughs> I know what cabin. We haven't seen it yet. Oh yeah, okay, well, <laughs> it's totally crazy and. Uh, I feel like it just adds an extra layer to what we've already been talking about is the strangest. And that's why it's been such a preoccupation because it has all these layers. But the fact that, that, uh, you know, Horace just built a cabin. He was just trying to build a cabin, like calm down everybody. Yeah. And then like Jacob was there, there's an ash circle around it. And then the man in black shows up and starts haunting it. And then it's moving. And it's well, you know, like, this is a good point, though, because you, we can actually narrow down, like, when Jacob could have used it, yeah, right? Totally. So he couldn't have used it. He couldn't have used it before it was built. It's a very – true. It's a very <laughs> narrow time frame, actually. And and so between there's, – I think there's, like, ten years or so where he could have been using it. Yeah, because because he, he shouldn't be using it if Horace is around to use it's it. It's still there. Yeah, exactly. It should be after the purge. It should be after the which purge. Which is either 86 or 92, depending on, like, what – continuity you want to work yeah and so like if it's 92 then you know he he, i mean by the time we see it it's 2004 so he could have you know at least 12 at most you know maybe um 18 or so years to yeah the cabin that's it and yeah and And then it's called jacob's cabin (laughs) it's it's i guess it's like the hatch it's, it's just like people called it that, you know, Ben called it that and Locke thought that's what it was. And people thought that's what it was. So that's its name. But mm-hmm. Jacob's connection to it is sort of weird and loose. Yeah. I mean, so so after 2000 years of living at <laughs> of living at the foot of the statue, <sighs> Jacob says, you know, what? some prime yeah. real estate just opened up. Yeah. So there was a purge. I, yeah, I smelled, yeah, yeah. Smells a weird gas. I guess all the others are mm-hmm. dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, that cabin in the woods, way far out, looked pretty comfy. Uh, I'll go be there for a while. Or it it almost seems like he pulled a Horace, where he's just like, I want to, I want a place to get away he, from it all. He, he wants to go camping. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, this this statue is like not primitive enough for me. I, I need a, I need a rustic cabin. Or, or was it too primitive and you needed to step up? Oh, the the sort of modern primitive. 
yeah, like, this instead is of the ancient Buddha better. statue. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It could be that. Could be that. Well, even I'll, though he can, he can go off of the island and go to the Waldorf Astoria, right? You know, if he wanted to, because right. he can apparently leave the island whenever. So he knows what luxury is. Like he's yeah. Um. Yeah. That's. So I think it makes sense that Jacob was never in there. Mm-hmm. Um. Alana was wrong to think he was ever there. Um. Now, maybe Jacob knew, presumably Jacob knew she'd be wrong about that. So he left her a note. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's really weird, but okay. Because what, how does, okay, what does he tell her to do? He says, he says, he says, how does she know to go to the statue? Uh, the, the, Sorry, the, to go to the cabin. Oh, to go to the cabin. Well, the thing is, we don't know. I mean, it's not shown on screen. But, but okay, so, so does he say, come find me when you get to the island? We don't see him say that. The thing okay. is, we, we don't see him... We don't see a lot of the stuff he says. Because he just says, I need your help, right? Yeah. He says, I need your help, and then the only follow-up we get to that is, like, way later, the the Richard stuff. Yeah. Which which isn't helpful for this at all. And wait, by the way, what did he need her help with? Uh, he, he wanted... Well, uh, well. First... <laughs> First, he he has her uh, he has her capture Saeed and get him on a plane. Um, okay, okay, okay. Presumably, I mean, presumably that's what he told her to do. And then uh, once she's on the island, he's supposed to she's supposed to protect the uh, she's supposed to protect him, but she's also supposed to protect the uh, the candidates. Oh, uh, okay, okay. That's kind of her her function. All right. So I think I think that's. I think essentially that's, but most of his instructions to her are off screen. So it's, we don't, we don't see him say, Hey, come meet me at the cabin. It's just my conclusion based on the fact that that's where she goes, seeming to expect to find him. (laughs) And, and, and indeed she finds a note there and concludes he hasn't been here in a long time. Was he only there to pin the note or was he there, you know, other times? Why did you think he would be there? All of these things are, you know, living in the world of ambiguity. What if... She didn't know the note was going to be there. No. What if that wasn't a note from Jacob? What if that was Man in Black saying, aha, this is where Jacob is, and he put it up there? Because if this is his this is his office, essentially, <laughs> and he's just saying, this is where my nemesis is. He's at the... Sta- like, I mean, he should know That's that. Do because I mean yeah he went there like in the 1800s in the Richard times he knew Jacob was there so it's it's a weird thing to put up on the wall something he knows so well but um it's not impossible I I just feel like that is the biggest outlier to making it all make sense is if okay you could basically say Jacob was just never there yeah. she's wrong to say that he was hasn't been there in a while you know it's more accurate to say he was never there right um but then why that. But then why did she go? But then, well, that's uh, again. I think the others could have a mythology where they think that that's where Jacob is, and they're just wrong. Okay. I guess the weird part the biggest... about that—it's the same thing that some of the stuff with Richard. The weird part about that is she really talked to Jacob, mm-hmm. but then, but then she throws her own weird interpretation of others' mythology on top of Jacob's literal instructions, mm-hmm. and gets it wrong. You know what I mean? Like that's weird it's not impossible and it's actually quite lost thing to do but 
you know, that's that creates difficulty. Yeah, I mean, it's, she's strange anyway because she was supposed to be his daughter right. and like and so supposed to have some connection with him. You know, so it's a little strange what she even thought about him and right. But um, I forgot where I left off. Um. Uh, the, the man in black pinning the notes. Oh yeah, yeah. So, so I just can't, I can't, I can't figure out why the note is there. If Jacob was never there. Yeah, that's that's why I conclude Jacob was the hair at a certain point, and that it's just a, re- it's either a really weird coincidence, or there's some strange like series of events that went on off screen that explains why. Uh, he was there and then he wasn't there and how the ash line got broken and the man of black started using it and the then showed up there at you know like the the way those events played out that's that's sort of some of the stuff i wanted to put in my loophole centric episode because it's it's really all up to us to connect those dots but i mm. it does feel to me like like I feel a strong pull, you know, stronger than, say, the flair question or, you know, Radzinski or whatever, that that Jacob was there at some point. It really it's possible that he wasn't, but I'm I'm I feel strongly pulled in the direction that he was there. Um, It's just it just makes the story messier. Yeah. You know, which is okay. Uh, you know, they're not averse to doing that. Like we said, you know, the story's already pretty messy, even without that addition. Yeah, it's it's hard to really... Surprise, surprise, the cabin's hard to figure out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I it, w- it would be nice if we had a, a clear solution. Um, so... I don't know if this is the time, but I'm just going to throw in this other thing here. All right. Um, So this is from the commentary for this episode. So if you uh, have the DVD, you can listen to a commentary featuring David Lindelof, Carlton Cuse, and Michael Emerson um, talking about this episode, um, which is rare. Uh, They often don't do commentaries on episodes like this. Yeah. Um, It's usually like finales and stuff. Uh, which are fine, but uh, yeah, they, they do this one. And um, yeah, there's a couple of comments they make here. Now, let us let me preface this whole thing by saying, you know, I, I listen to the podcast. We all know Damon and Carlton. We know how they are. Yeah. They're, they're cagey. They're not opposed at all to being misleading or... I mean, they are writing this show. They, <laughs> you know... In a way, you could view the podcast as, like, an extended part of the show. Yeah. Um, you know, also messing with us. Also inviting us to interpret their statements and, mm-hmm. you know, draw our own conclusions. And ultimately, you know, uh, it's up to us how we take these things. And a yeah. commentary is not part of the show. So I'm just going <laughs> to throwing that all out there because this isn't definitive, but it's just... It's a puzzle for me. So um, so there's this little part. It's like right when they – around when they get to the cabin, um, uh, there's this little thing. They they briefly address the ash, and they say it's like some kind of 
some kind of protection or magic or a kind of containment. Um, okay. Um, they eventually answer the ash, quote unquote, more or less. Not really. Um, but then uh, Carlton makes this statement. Uh, oh, well, Damon says Ben is uh, uh, Ben's afraid to touch the ash, which is interesting comment mm-hmm. to make. He just states that. Okay. Um, and then Carlton says, um, part of the idea here is that Ben has powers over Jacob and Jacob has some powers over Ben and there's a bit of a stasis. Uh, so, you know, I'm going to pretend you didn't say that. (laughs) I didn't hear anything you just said. (laughs) So I, by, by your response, I, I take that to mean that, um, we should just edit this part out of the podcast. (laughs) That should not go in the official record. Um, that's the worst thing I ever heard. I think it, yeah, I think that's the worst thing I've ever heard. <laughs> so I just had to throw that in because, I mean, for the reasons you're – I mean, this is where my reaction comes from too. I mean, it doesn't have – you know, anything they say on commentary is subject to change, but I, I do feel like that's a window into some of the things they were thinking at the time of this episode. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm just trying to fold this into this theory that I had that I think – as I said at the beginning, I think your interpretation is the quote-unquote correct one. And, you know, things are written over time, right? Uh, you know, an author writes a book, and they they write something, and maybe they think the answer is one thing, and it turns out to be something else when they get to the end. That's mm-hmm. that's the right, that's how it happens. And it just so happens the way television unfolds, you know, we see parts uh, before they've written later parts. And so yeah. answers can kind of morph over time. And there's that idea I talked about, which is – it's this until someone beats it, you know? Mm-hmm. And so there, there's this fluidity of explanation. You know, it's funny. That's it's that's very similar to the Starship Troopers motto. Uh, uh, you're in until I find – until you're dead or I find someone better. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's very much like that. I've never seen that. Um, oh, it's great. I've heard a lot about it. Um, but it, I just never – I don't know. Never, uh, Never tried to watch it. Um, anyway, uh, uh, I, I think that, and, and I've, I've brought this up on the podcast before, but this is tying, tying into like some of the other stuff that happens in this episode, you know, namely just the way they present the cabin, the stuff that goes on inside there, you know, the ending, all that business. I, I think they have a different idea of Jacob at Mm -hmm. this time in the show. And I think yeah. I think that's actually Jacob in the cabin. Yeah, I I I, I basically agree with that. I, and I think they don't know that Smokey is a person, uh, yeah. and that they're brothers. And no, no yeah, way. so I I think they had a different idea of Jacob. Uh, I think yeah, I think maybe they thought. Maybe they had an idea that Ben somehow, like like maybe the the others power Jacob by their belief in him, mm-hmm. and somehow Ben has used that against Jacob, and and so mm-hmm. 
you know, he he's able to manipulate him or weaken him somehow. And, and help keep me him. to tie into that. Too. Yeah, and he's and he's trapped him in this place. Now, like, I, I almost feel like that, that I could buy that, but I don't buy it by how the scene plays out, by how it makes too much sense that Ben was making it up, that Ben yeah. didn't expect this, you know. So it's like, are they really going to go three levels deep and have Ben... Pr- like, come off like he's doing a con, be really <laughs> telling the truth, but also be doing a con, you know, like, it's, right. it's, it's, it's several layers deep if it's, if, if it really is, like, if, if that really was Jacob, and Ben knew the whole time what might happen, why did he not sell it that way, mm-hmm. you know, why did it come off like he's making it up as, he's, as he goes along, he's stalling for time, you know, why do those two things look identical? Right. Right. You right. know, why does it make sense that he wouldn't want to, uh, you know, take Ben uh, Locke to see Jacob? Yeah. You know, like, and at that point, you know, at that point, it, it makes sense for Ben to um, to kind of make something up. But, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think, and I think there is, you know, the that the big answer and the small answer, the big answer of the show overall, and the small answer sort of in the I the context of this episode and, you know, what they were doing around this time of making the show. Um, yeah, I, I I would say yes, that's that's Jacob as they were thinking about him now. Um, they I you know they weren't thinking that someone else was impersonating Jacob. Yeah, I think I feel like that idea, I, I personally, and we'll see if this works as we kind of work through these episodes now that we're really, you know, we're really getting in the deep part of this story. I think the point when they decided that someone was impersonating or at least uh, fraudulently <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, trying to be Jacob is, is is next season, season four, when Christian says... No, I'm not Jacob, but I can speak on his behalf. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I think at that point they knew that he's bullshitting. Yeah. Um, and I I suspect this is this is really I'm I'm going in crack pot territory here. This is like uh, what do you call it? This is me um, pure speculation. I have no evidence for this. I suspect that the change happened during the writer strike, mm. or or not the change, but the. Uh, some ideas crystallized. Yeah. And and they they got this idea that uh, that Christian was gonna be was gonna be the smoke monster was going to pretend to be speaking for Jacob, but he's actually got his own agenda. And I feel like that's where it starts. That's yeah. my theory. Because I think earlier in season four, pre rider strike, when Hurley uh, sees the cabin and sees Christian in there, he also sees the eye. Yeah. In the window. And that's why I that's why I mentioned the eye, because this is a brief image that they go to twice. It's in this episode and in that first episode of season four. It's the eye of Jacob, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's connected to their original idea of Jacob, which I think it's possible they hadn't totally defined. And it's also I can also see them writing it ambiguously enough that they have wiggle room later on yeah and the idea that they're saying okay that that jacob that we saw in the man behind the curtain character is this is connected to this christian in the cabin like so when he says i speak for him we we make that connection it feels like it makes sense yeah totally um 
And yet I think at that point, um, you know, we don't see the, the eye again. And, and they, they don't go back to that imagery at all. Mm-hmm. And so um, I feel like there's a point there. I think it's there. It could be season five, too. It could be even with the Christian scene, they're still going with it. Um, but I feel like with Christian, there's enough evidence in the show at this point to think that that's a smoke monster. Mm-hmm. And I don't think the smoke monster is supposed to be Jacob. Yeah. Um, I don't see that. Um, if anything, I feel like the smoke monster is a uh, a tool of Jacob or is is somehow serving him. Um, yeah, and that actually could tie to to uh, Ben wanting the smoke monster to judge mm-hmm. him. That's I was going to throw it out there. That's one of the things that kind of feels like and and been summoning it as well yeah um feels like it's pointing in that direction yeah um and then it's just like when that's not the answer it's sort of like you can come up with other explanations but that feels easier mm-hmm. you know um so that's just it's this it's this nagging theory i have about sort of the development of the jacob storyline i wish i knew more about what was going on behind the scenes but this little comment in the commentary feels like a clue to me about some idea they were thinking about that, like, it really did not come to fruition at all. Yeah. Yeah, that's really weird. I, I wonder what they were going to go down the yeah. road with there. That's Ben having power over Jacob and Jacob having power over mm-hmm. him. Like, that's, I don't even want to get, I don't even want to think about what that means. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, Ben summoning the smoke monster, you know, also feels like a kind of power. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just, yeah, and it sort of makes me feel less stupid for being duped that Ben really knew stuff and had some, you know, big connection with all the craziness on the island, because it feels like they were suggesting that. <laughs> Although at the end of the day, he didn't. At the end of the day, he didn't. Absolutely. And yeah. I totally agree with that, which is why I preface this whole thing by saying sort of, that is right. And yet, I feel like there's this other stuff that's, like, kind of tugging the other way. Yeah. You know? Um, and... I think that's the pocket universe. You know? That's <laughs> the one that they ended. It has a right. starting point and an ending point. Right. That doesn't connect to the main the main universe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, by season five, I think it's definitive. I don't know if they know that he's Jacob's brother, because um, I think that there's room for them to have kind of figured that out later. Mm-hmm. But I think by season five, they know that uh, the smoke monster, you know, is Christian. The smoke monster wants to kill Jacob. The sm- you know, the smoke monster uh, is the villain and and Jacob is a separate you know person. And I, I mean, I think all of that they had worked out by season five. Yeah. Um, and I think season four is the mystery time. I think that's the, that's the era where I don't really know. Cause I think season three, like, no, I don't think they have that worked out yet. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think this commentary points to that. Not that I think they would give us answers on the commentary, but to the extent they actually tell us positive things that, you know, seem to totally not make any sense or be true at all. Instead of just being vague, which is their mm-hmm. usual mode, saying specific things like that, it makes me think there's there's definitely some some idea there that was changed or abandoned or whatever. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I'm just trying to, as we go forward, like, push that idea out there. 
Um, yeah. Because it's kind of interesting to me, the development of that storyline. And I think it is. Is it? Yeah. I haven't noticed. Um, and and it, it is, I think, in part responsible for how difficult it is to interpret. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, the cabin is directly related to the biggest things that they were changing, which is, yeah, mm-hmm. Jacob and Man in Black. Totally. So. Exactly. And yeah. that's, like, the huge story of the show, you know, in the end. So, yeah, it all kind of, it all kind of points back there. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and containment relative to the ash, making it seem like... Mm-hmm. They had trapped something in there. Yeah. Like the ash is trapping him in, you know? And I remember us thinking that at a certain point. Yeah. You know? And that's the thing. They trapped it there, and then somehow it got out. You know, the ash yeah. got broken in and got out. And, uh, yeah. I, you know... But it did... That, that's a different version than, I think... You know, later, you know, you can't imagine season six, Man in Black, being able to be stopped by an ash ring, right? Like, he's got telekinesis. Is an ash <laughs> ring going to stop him? It seems like it stopped him in the in the statue, you know, when, when Bram uh, pours the ash around himself. You know, it seems like he's repelled by it in a similar way to the sonic fence. He finds a way around it. He finds a yeah. loophole, if you will. Yeah, that's right. Like, I can't enter, but I can dr- make something drop on your head mm-hmm. and knock you out of it, you know? And I feel like what he does in the temple is sort of along those lines. Yeah. You know, it's like, I can't just walk in, but I can't send someone in there and, you know, m- mess up the spell that this Ash has that's keeping me out, <laughs> you know? I mean, it's a mess, but I feel yeah. like they did kind of show him affected by the ash. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but it doesn't make any sense that they would have... I mean, it doesn't... Are they just connecting the idea that Ben or somebody trapped Jacob there in season three with the idea that, you know, well, it's not Jacob anymore, it's Man in Black, and mm-hmm. he's repelled by the ash? Like, you know, it doesn't make any sense that... Who would they have trapped in there when we first see the ash? You know what I mean? Like, I'm assuming Jacob's trapped in there. Yeah, it wouldn't make sense that it would. You know what I'm saying is like they show us the examples that it affects Man in Black, right? Right, right, right. right. But we're talking about how does it affect Jacob? Who or right? You know, who who would have been in there for it to affect? And it's not the person that they show it affected. Right, 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 right. <laughs> oh yeah, totally, totally, totally. But I guess I feel like what happened is that. Uh, uh, once once the storyline became true that you know because the actually the ash isn't specifically addressed uh. until season six, um, they do show that it's broken, mm-hmm. um, in season four, so that's interesting, um, but uh, they don't specifically say that it's the smoke monster until season six. Um, I kind of feel like maybe it was. You know, part of changing Jacob into the man in black included the ash trapped in Jacob. No, the ash kept out man in black. Kept him out from what? From the cabin. Why? Who's in there if not him? Because Jacob. Jacob was in there. I know. He he can't be both people. (laughs) 
they can't come up with an answer where there's both of them. It's either he's Jacob and he's being protected by the Ash, or he's Man in Black and he's being kept out by the Ash. Yeah. He can't be both. No? <laughs> no. Why not? <laughs> It can't be both, because if you change him, then he's the second one. What? No, wait, I'm confused now. So, version A is Jacob's in the cabin. Right. And he's being kept in by the Ash. Right, 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 right. It's it's a prison. Yeah. Version B, so they go on, the show goes on, and they change the the version of Jacob. They say, ah, no, that wasn't really Jacob. Yeah, right, right. What it is is Man in Black is being kept out by the Ash yeah. version B. Yeah. So, but that means he he can't if he's if he's being kept out by the Ash, then he can't be in the cabin. Right, right, right. But it, here's the thing, and I guess this is where the the retcon sort of comes in. Um, I think we're meant to believe that the Ash circle was already broken uh, by the time uh, Ben and uh, Locke first visited. Mm-hmm. So he's he can go in there because the circle's been been broken. Sure, that's not my point. My problem, my oh. problem is is <laughs> obviously I'm obviously if, if 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 the ash is to keep man and black out. Yeah. Out of what and why? Out of the cabin. Why? Because Jacob's having meetings there. Why is Jacob in the cabin? Uh, 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 okay, you got me. I I mean yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like if they, yeah. I I thought the point was they they retconned it and said, okay, it wasn't Jacob in the cabin right. being kept by the ash, protected yeah. from the smoke monster. The retcon is messier than that. It was uh, Jacob was there a while ago before this, and he had an ash circle to keep out the man in black, but then he left, and the circle was broken, and then the man in black took over the cabin. <laughs> I think that's the story. Am so I wrong? It, so 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 okay. If that's the story, then that means it is Jacob's cabin. That means Jacob was there at some point, but not at the point that Locke and Ben go in. Correct. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think that's the story. I you know. Uh, I mean, I mean, I could be wrong. Okay. Yeah. No. 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 I. I. I was thinking that you can't have. I was thinking if they switch it from Jacob to Man in Black, then there's no Jacob in the cabin anymore. Right. Right. Well, that's the thing. That's the weird thing. They switch Jacob to Man in Black when we see it. Mm-hmm. But then they say, oh, but there's a cabin backstory that's off screen where <laughs> where Jacob was there. Because they gotta explain the Ash Circle, and I, I I think that's how they decided to do it. What if what if Horace put the Ash Circle down? Oh, that doesn't make any sense. Oh my god. <laughs> well, I was thinking, I, I got confused. I was thinking about the temple. I was thinking the temple was the barracks, and I was like, oh well, if they put if they put Ash around the temple, then maybe you just put Ash around the barracks so he could be protected when he's out there. But he's not another. Right. Right. Um, as far as we know. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Why would Jacob have meetings there? He's hands off, but we don't know that yet. Uh, yeah. I mean, He's not hands off yet. That's why I imagined him meeting with Richard, because I think Richard's the only one he should be meeting with. But why meet in the cabin? I don't know. It doesn't make sense. But I, what else did he do there? I guess they can't meet at the statue because they haven't written that yet. Yeah. 
I mean, See, that's the problem. It's like, yeah, you, 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 it, you can only, you, oh yeah, you can, you can make sense out of everything as a whole, which is rarely. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Your first explanation is the right one. But then, on a micro level, it's like from the perspective of this point in the show, they they don't have a statue yet, so the only place for Jacob to be is at the cabin. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's the worst. Right, and I mean, but even after they've introduced the statue as a place where Jacob is, um, they can't say he was never there because they said before he was there. Yeah, yeah, they feel committed to it. Even though I feel like the easier way out for them, um, I mean, the Ash Circle, I feel like is the only problem. You know, based on what they want to do with the Ash, like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, it's weird that there's an Ash Circle there. If Jacob never had anything to do with that place. Yeah. You know, like, then who who is putting down an ash circle? Mm-hmm. You know? It's weird. Um, like, the others didn't hang out there, presumably. And, and why did they even need the ash, right? Because, well, and this is a later show thing, but Man in Black can't kill Jacob, so he yeah. has something to fear from him. They hang out all the time. Yeah. Like, so what? Wh- why? Just to keep him from corrupting it, or going in there and messing around, or I don't, I have no idea. Why? There's plenty of other places on the island to mess around. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It doesn't make sense to me. It really doesn't. Um, I feel like the story of Ben trapping Jacob in there makes more sense. <laughs> <laughs> I got you now, Jacob. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would have been just put. What have Ben's like? Listen, I've never talked to Jacob. Mm-hmm. He's never talking to me. Ben spread the ash. Years. Ben spread the ash. It's not and, impossible. And, and he's like, yeah, this is where I go talk to Jacob. Mm-hmm. And yeah. 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 I think part of the problem is why does the ash even work? Well, and how does how would anybody even know that? I totally agree. I have to, I don't know where that came from. Obviously, there's nothing to explain it at all. It's very strange. Yeah. Um. Although I will throw out that in this episode they're introduced to the idea of a volcano being on the island. Mm-hmm. And I remember at the time thinking like, uh, and it just the idea being out there that there was some connection with the ash with the volcano. Mm-hmm. You know, like it was volcanic ash or something. Yeah. <laughs> Where else do you get ash? And yeah, good point. And I guess I'm just gonna throw out like a total crackpot theory that I mean, if it is volcanic ash from the island, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe that's why the man in black is repelled by it. I mean, he is, you know, um, I don't know if this really makes sense, but he he is a product of the island, you mm-hmm. know, in a certain way. And so, like, if anything is gonna repel him. It seems like it makes sense that it would be something from the island, you know? But isn't all the island something from the island? <laughs> yeah, can, yeah, yeah. Why can't he walk through the woods? Okay, like I said, it doesn't really make sense. But... Uh, I'll, I'll help you out here and, and with with an extra crackpot. Okay, here. go for it. But, what, you know, the, what's, what's, what's under a volcano, right? Uh, like the magma? Like, yeah, magma, lava, whatever. So what's under the island? The electromagnetism. Right, right. But maybe the ash has electromagnetism in it. Ah. And it's like electromagnetized (laughs) ash. I love how much work we have to do to make this work. Like, oh, so that's why it's like the sonic fence. It's a it's emitting electromagnetism. Uh huh. 
Yeah, okay. Sure. I like that. I like that. I was trying to go for something like that. I just didn't have the ingredients. Team effort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, like, you know how Superman, his weakness is... Sorry, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta write this as a question for Carlton and Damon. Uh, <laughs> is the ash electromagnetic? Have, have they been asked that before? I've never heard that question before. Actually, I've never heard anyone confront them about the ash or the cabin, which is baffling to me. I don't know if anyone really appreciates the strangeness of the cabin outside of the Lost Lift. <laughs> um, but I was just going to say, it, it just seems to me like how Superman's weakness is kryptonite. Yeah. You know, which is from his home planet. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just... Uh, that's the idea I was going for, that, like, he's from the island, so, like, a product of the island should be his weakness. Well, but it's only Superman's weakness because he didn't get a not, you know, if he had was raised there, it wouldn't be his weakness. All right? Because right Kryptonians, because obviously there's Kryptonians. Right, right. They didn't die from being on Krypton. I thought they all wore like uh, protective suits or something. No, their planet, their planet isn't hostile to them. No, I thought it was. Um, what did I think? I had no idea. I just knew it was something. It's is it just like those are just like rocks from his planet that? Hurt yeah. Him? Those are just those are just pieces of the planet that because the planet you know exploded. Mm-hmm. So it's just pieces of the planet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Um, but I think I think the the point is you know Superman adapted to Earth's you know sun and so it's it's basically like you know he didn't get the you know it'd be like if a baby was born and went to a different country you know and didn't get the same sort of uh, immunities and stuff. immunities and stuff yeah, yeah so. okay okay yeah that makes sense that makes sense I didn't know because. I know very little about Superman, which you can find out um, if you listen to the uh, Catch-22 podcast. <laughs> I know even less about The Flash. Superman, uh, yeah, and there's different Kryptonian rocks that give him different, uh, that affect him differently and all that stuff, yeah, too. Yeah, that's, that's definitely beyond me. I don't know what they all do. I just remember that part. Uh, it's, it's just one level more. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there are people out there who probably know all of that stuff. And what's strange, what's always been strange to me about the Superman mythology, uh, to take a detour in the conversation, is um, uh, the crypto, like, I think at least from the movies, from the original movie uh, with Marlon Brando, I think it's clear, and maybe even from the Man of Steel recent movie, I think it's clear that when Jor-El sends uh, Kal-El, a.k.a. Clark, to Earth, he knows he's going to get super-powered. He knows that the yellow sun actually gives Kryptonians these because they don't have those powers on Krypton. Right, 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 right. right. They're not super beings. I, I did know planet. that. Yeah. Yeah. So I always wondered why the hell they didn't just go live in a place with a yellow sun and right. have all these powers or like go take. Yeah. Them. Like it just seemed like they had the technology capability. Like if we knew we yeah. could go be super beings on some other Earth-like right. planet, like we would do that. Right. Yeah, you're right. There's a logic there. <laughs> um, I'm sure that bothers someone. <laughs> yes. Um, like. But anyway, yes. Yeah, is the ash electromagnetic? I think that's uh, as good a theory as any. Uh, yeah. Yeah. 
But uh, yeah, that's that that's funny. Yikes. Yeah, and oh my god, I think I just figured. I think I just figured out how the good and evil machine works. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, maybe okay. maybe maybe it maybe it reads your um your response to electromagnetism. Like maybe maybe if it maybe Oh my god. You know, evil has like, like a, a evil. measurable electromagnetism. <laughs> <laughs> what? Evil evil has a measurement now. I feel like this is like as a wow eighties B movie. Like, wow. Uh, Evil okay. is point eight six one. <laughs> we found the equation for evil. <laughs> wow! It, it, it's not e equals mc squared. It's e equals vil. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Energy equals velocity, and what's what's i? Inertia. I don't know. Inertia and l is times the length. Length. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Sure, why not? That makes sense, right? The bigger it is, the more evil it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll buy. <laughs> wow, we just figured out the equation. For evil. That's so ridiculous. <laughs> but yeah, maybe that's what maybe that's oh, what it's God. doing on like a basic level is saying okay. Mm-hmm. And so like instead so instead of like you having the ash and you putting the ash towards somebody and you seeing how they respond to it. Mm-hmm. Like it's like it's some version of that is in the machine. And that dial is, is, is res- like figuring out like, you know, whatever properties are related to that. Right. Right. So it's just like an electromagnometer. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to write it down. It is the good evil <laughs> machine an electromagnometer. <laughs> They're gonna be like, yes. That is such a ridiculous question. I agree. Yeah. What else can you say? But mm-hmm. <laughs> it's too good of an answer to say no to. They're gonna be like, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It wasn't until you said that. <laughs> it was. It was what we were gonna say until you beat it. You beat it. <laughs> you beat it. So that's the answer. <laughs> It's funny because I'm actually look. I just Google electromagnometer, mm-hmm. and if you go look at the images for electromagnometer, I'm pretty right. sure a couple of these are are similar to what that thing looked like. Now that I'm thinking about it, am I wrong? I'm gonna look that up right now. Um, I didn't know electromagnometer was a word. Yeah, I um, I forgot it was until I said it. Let's just see here. Oh, you're right. It's actually not. It's not entirely dissimilar. It's not entirely that far off. The first I have pictures. To yeah, yeah, I can see it. I can totally see it. That's, yeah. It even I looks old. It. Yeah, I want to see it. Yeah, it looks like from the 70s, right? Yeah, totally. What's wow. the, uh, I want to find a picture of it to compare. Uh, let me see. Can I find it? Uh, I want a picture. How do I find a picture? Oh, maybe it's in this episode. All right, this is probably like taking it too far, um, but I'll just I'll just like throw in something that popped in my head because then I was thinking about the fact that Saeed, you know, later sort of shakes it off. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you know how Desmond has this like special power to um, survive these intense exposures to electromagnetism, mm-hmm. um, and like right before. Uh, he's uh, thrown into the well by the man in black. 
Widmore takes him in that room and, like, exposes him to this crazy level of elect- electromagnetism as a test. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he goes to the afterlife, but let's put that aside. <laughs> um, you know, could it be that because he was exposed to all that electromagnetism, like, when Saeed goes to kill him, he's, like, he's emitting um, something that, like, uh, changes Saeed's, like, evil level and allows him to, like, not kill him? Ask the question again? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, Widmore exposes Desmond to this huge level of electromagnetism. Mm-hmm. A man in black throws him down a well and sends Saeed to go kill him. Um, Saeed doesn't kill him. It seems like Desmond just kind of talks him out of it. Yeah. But it, could it be that his electromagnet, like he had some uh, residual electromagnetic uh, mm-hmm. ignition or something that that uh, interfered with the evil in Saeed? Wow. <laughs> wow. I'm just going to throw it out there. I mean, I'm flabbergasted because the answer is, of course it did. (laughs) (laughs) Of course that's the answer. It seems like like it's right there. As soon as you throw out the idea that evil can be measured (laughs) with an electromagnometer. Evil evil has a wavelength. Then it totally makes sense that it's Desmond that breaks the the evil in Saeed. You know, like there's logic there. Yeah, yeah. I think I think there is something to that, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to find a picture of this electromagnometer. Uh, oh, from the Dougie. from the episode? Yeah. Uh, I don't know what they called it. Yeah, I don't know that they really even give it a specific name. Um, I, I will also say, you know, when Dogen was torturing Saeed, I think before he tests him, he was shocking him with electro electricity. Yeah, 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 totally. And I, I wonder if that had anything to do with the test. Uh, like, like maybe the shocking is like putting mm-hmm. him to neutral. Right, right. <laughs> and, then you, and then you test to see like which way the dial goes, negative right. or positive. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, that's basically what he says. It feels like it's not even that crazy of a I know. I feel like this is making too much sense. Um, was that was that what Kate did? When, when that was, was that? what Kate did? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, what Kate does? What Kate? What Kate does? Thank you. Yeah, that's that. That makes more sense. Um, it would be a little too much if it was in season two. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we need. I need like still images from the entire episode. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, there used to be a site that had like still images, like for almost everything in the episode. But I'm yeah. not sure if that still exists. Um, I'm so close to finding it. Oh, good. <laughs> Here it is. Here I'm getting close. Dogen Saeed machine test. Was that the key? Well. I see a picture, but it's it's. I, I don't. I want the exact screen image of the thing, and I I can't find that. I I it's see it in the scene, but. Uh. But you don't just see the thing. I just don't. See, yeah, I want the close up of the thing, and I, I don't see that. Yeah, yeah. Do they show a close up? I just don't. I, I, there, there's got to be a shot where you see a you see it fairly well. 
Oh, yeah, and then he burns him. Yeah, that's weird. That's a weird scene. But, yeah, I think there is something to this this idea, the electromagnetism. Uh, yeah. And the ash and the test. And, um, I mean, yeah, one one theory to rule them all. I think the electromagnetism makes sense. Um, that's, that's a big part of what's going on in the cave. Mm-hmm. That's where the Man in Black comes from. Yeah. Um, at least the smoke monster version of him. Um, and so, yeah, I think uh, it's it's really, it sounds crazy, but I think there is evidence there. Yeah. Um, it's just, I don't know, no one ever says this, so it just sounds like a crackpot theory. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm reading the transcript of the scene, and like, yeah, Saeed is strapped to a table, blows, he blows, yeah, he, he blows the ash on him. He blows the ash on him, yeah. This is actually making way too much that. sense, because yeah. like, it, so if he puts the ash on him, and then if he was like a smoke monster and he charges him up, then the ash should like repel him or something, right. or like the ash should blow off of him or something. Right. Like, right. Yeah, he watches for reaction, like the ash doesn't do anything, so, yeah, he doesn't respond to the ash, and then what does he do next? He has a crank, he turns the crank, he switches a, he flips a switch, and the red light shines. Saeed is being shocked. Right, right. Uh, right. Uh, yeah, he burns him. I guess maybe to see if he changes shape? Mm-hmm. Maybe, you know what I mean. Like if he was, if he, if he wasn't, if he was Man in Black, maybe he would lose his form or something. Right, right, right. Wow. Oh yeah, here's a. Is this a? Sh- yeah, here's a shot. I found it. Did you find it yet? No. How'd you find it? I uh uh. <laughs> okay. What? How did I find it? Um. So I searched for Dogen Saeed machine test, which was your idea. Um, and then if you go down, uh, let's see, at least for me, I hope it's the same for you. For me, it's, uh, the third row and it's, 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 uh, there's an image of Saeed and, uh, Lennon, uh, over okay. him. Uh-huh. If you click on that, then the link, uh, where that comes from is like some other lost screens. I see. Yeah. So you go to that. And then scroll down, and yeah. there's an image. Oh. There's an image uh, a little mean, bit down. You mean that image of the electromagnometer? Where do you see the electromagnometer? <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Why? Why did we not ever figure that out? Because it sounds insane. <laughs> <laughs> it's like really hard to believe until it starts to sound really until you until you ask the question what is the ash yeah 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 maybe the ash has electromagnetism in it maybe that's how the test works yeah yeah yeah. yeah. that was a that was a series of leaps that landed to some very plausible conclusions absolutely wow yeah that's weird so okay just so we can say we're not crazy though there's no way to know this watching this scene there's no way to go you know what I bet they're testing for electromagnetic response just to see if he's the man in black. Hell no. 
<laughs> no, no fucking way. Like you have to put together like fifteen different. It's things a lot of shit. Before yeah. you get to the point of like exactly, like you even have to go towards the. You have to go. You got to figure out what the ash is. You got to figure yeah. out. You got it, yeah. The whole Desmond thing. Um, yeah, yeah, that comes. There's into play. a lot of points, that and and to... I think you also have to know the Man in Black slash the Smoke Monsters origin. You have to know his origin. We don't, we don't know you that. His origin. You have to know he's repelled by it. You have yeah. to know they know he's repelled by it. Yeah. You gotta. Uh, yeah. There's like all these things you have to know before you can go. You know what? Mm-hmm. I think that's an electromagnometer, and all they're doing is testing his electromagnetic response. No, at the time, I feel like there's no way for us to there's have no guessed way. that. That would have been that would have been the crackpot theory of the year. Like that would have been awesome to yeah. come up with that out of this. Like, yeah, no way, no way. By the end of the show, it's possible. But even still, we didn't. Uh, when? How long has it been? Like. <laughs> We haven't had this idea before. <laughs> <laughs> it's like been way all. too long. Yeah. No, it's insane. Uh, I'm and sure I didn't hear it come from the volcano, which I'll, I'll still stand by, but it can be electromagnetized nonetheless. Say that again? I was trying to make it come from the volcano. What? Oh, the what do you mean? The ash. I think it does probably come from the volcano. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm standing yeah. by that. It's yeah, just yeah, electromagnetized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just electromagnetized. Yeah, which is, there's nothing there's nothing really special about the ash except that it's ash that's been electromagnetized. Yeah, yeah. that's and, it. And and it and it's great. It's like it seems mystical because it's ash. Right. But really, there's just a practical reason that you yeah. can use this ash. Because maybe if it was you know some something else electromagnetized, something bigger and thicker, it wouldn't respond the same way. Right. Versus these finely this these fine particles. Yeah. That have, you know, been imbued with electromagnetism. You know, it's kind of like, uh, it's God, this is sounding so simple. It's like when, you know, you, you we've all seen that thing where they, uh, where you have little pieces of, uh, like, iron, you know, uh, like iron shards or fragments, and then you put a magnet underneath, and you can see the magnetic lines right. that it lines up with. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, that's the kind of thing I would imagine the, if, the, if the ash is electromagnetized, that's the kind of thing I would think you'd be able to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is the, the electromagnetic lines emanating. Uh, yeah. And the ash lining up, and you go, oh, well, this person is evil because right. they have too much electromagnetism <laughs> or whatever. Not enough. Right, yeah. Whichever one it is. <laughs> Actually, that's even crazier because, yeah, if, yeah, de- <laughs> yeah, if Man in Black, if Man in Black came out of the. The light cave, which he did, which is the source of the energy on the island, which it is, which is electromagnetism, which it is, right. then why wouldn't he be electromagnetized? Right, right, totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Why wouldn't he be? Yeah. Why would he be normal? He shouldn't be. He's not. <laughs> he shouldn't be. He's not. <laughs> um, now, that being said, I don't think... God, that actually, yeah, that actually ties into his whole knowledge of the the properties of the island. Anyway, is if he's got this connection with electromagnetism, that's right. actually making sense. Um, now you have to ask the question, you know, in the in the in the cross the sea era stuff, you know, oh, that was before he was electromagnetized. Yep. <laughs> I was like, you know, because there's that moment where he's uh, where the where the knife uh, flies mm-hmm. towards the well because it has electromagnetism, but. Yep. Yeah, I was thinking, 
why didn't it display there? It hadn't happened yet. Yeah, pre-cave. Yeah, that's yeah, that's perfectly illogical. Oh, He's still a human I, at that can point. Can I throw something else out there? Sure. Uh, when Man in Black in the guise of Locke uses a telekinesis, what did he use it on? It was a shackle that was, yeah. It was metal. It was definitely metal. <laughs> Yikes. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> That's making way too much sense. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, my God. Now I'm, now I'm really going to... I'm running with this idea. Now I'm like, okay, he didn't have telekinesis. He has power over electromagnetism. Mm-hmm. He's like Magneto. He's Magneto. <laughs> And it makes me think that's why he can read your mind. Because what what technology oh what technology do we have that can see into your brain? <laughs> MRIs? Yeah. It's true. He's a he's a walking MRI. <laughs> is that crazy or does that make sense? It's crazy, but it makes sense. <laughs> I mean, it does. There's, there's like a pretty clear logic there. Um, and is there, is there, look, look, MRI, MIB is coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so ridiculous. <laughs> you switch the I and the R around, and you put a little line under the R. And you get MIB. <laughs> Gary Troop, if you know what I mean. Right, exactly. The clues were there all along. The clues were there, guys. Come on, guys. <laughs> oh, man. I feel like we just solved a lot of things at once. So ridiculous. Yeah, it's weird how things kind of fall into place. Because, um, yeah, as soon as... It's weird. Like, it was... it was It's the ash from the volcano. No, it's electromagnetized. And then, I'm, and then that makes me go, well, Desmond's connected to that, so maybe Desmond could tie in. Oh, he actually was the one that kind of turned Saeed. That's weird. Uh, like, it just started to... Yeah, and now the claiming has, has, has something to... Now we have... Now we have a... Now we have a reason why the claiming is passive. Yeah, yeah, totally. Totally. It's, it's, it's this kind of physical... Uh... Uh force yeah that's why he he couldn't it wasn't something he was actively like controlling right like it's just emanating from him yeah 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 which totally makes sense that's really crazy that that one idea put like 10 things into place <laughs> that seemed like it didn't connect right yeah 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 totally like like all of his powers now come down to one thing yeah 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 which is, which is Occam's razor. It's the simple solution. Like mm -hmm. that's the that's the finesse you want to see. Yeah, 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 definitely. You don't want to think, oh, he can read minds, and he's got telekinesis, right. and he can, you know, turn to smoke monster, and he can whatever. Yeah, I mean, even even invading your dreams, uh, I think, can fit in there. Yeah, he's changing your brain. Your brain signals. Yeah, it's there's that's actually pretty reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and even if it's passive. Yeah, and it's and it's uh, you know something he can do through the air. You know what I mean at a distance. Yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. And I, I do think some of the scans occurred at a distance, so I, I think it makes sense that yeah he can sort of project. Yeah, even though even the flashing of the scans kind of makes sense now. Yeah, Why is yeah, yeah. It flash definitely. Yeah. Wow. <laughs>
Should we quit while we're ahead? It's it's that that's too many answers at once. Uh, I know that's answer overload. Uh, I, I feel like there's other things we could put into place with this. I think you're right. Um, I mean, we knew electromagnetism was a big thing before. We knew it was a big thing. Um, but yeah, I do feel like that specific connection. <laughs> was elusive for some reason it's kind of like if you say every big thing if you just start with the conceit every big thing on the island ties to electromagnetism right mm-hmm. if you just say that and then you go through the show the plane crash was from not pressing the button yeah the implosion was from you know not pressing the button and, and imploding you know but the electromagnetic pocket whatever exploding or whatever right uh the incident was about the electromagnetism mm-hmm. um yeah. Uh, so if you go through and you, you if you have that conceit, then you could go and plug in things and see if that relates. And it's like, well, right. like, what about his? Well, he got thrown into a light cave of electromagnetism. Okay, yeah. another big thing that has to do electromagnetism. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's that sort of yeah. I feel like that ties into like some of the weird stuff that they talked about briefly about compasses. Uh, mm-hmm. Not working properly. Perhaps the barrier. Yeah. You know? um, and, like, some of the weird stuff that happens related to the barrier. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that sort of makes sense. Again, like, in a different way, I guess, affecting your brain. Yeah. You know? Um, that whole... Yeah, totally. Totally idea. affecting your brain, yeah. Yeah, so it's like... And, and you know, it's weird. That, that was considered, like, a candidate or a possible... Um, explanation for the sickness mm-hmm. you know um and it's sort of this makes it kind of similar to the sickness maybe it's not the same thing but it's a similar phenomenon yeah you know it's just like it's uh it's a sickness from the sort of barrier island electromagnetism as opposed to specifically the smoke monsters or yeah yeah and i think you know there's that overlap between the sickness and the purge Oh, and right. you know, the whole quarantine thing and the need yeah. for, you know, like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. there's a lot going on there. But yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. Wow. That puts that puts a lot of things into place. And I'm even trying to figure out if if it's even if his shape shifting ability has to do with electromagnetic. Like, yeah, I was I was trying to tie that in. Uh, yeah. Uh, like moving around of molecules somehow mm-hmm. is is a property of, of that. Yeah. Be to rearrange your molecules. Mm-hmm. Or create holograms or something or whatever he's doing. Right, you know? right. They don't define it, so it could be a number of things. Mm-hmm. Um, wow, that's crazy, man. It is. It's a good one. Wow. It's a good one. See, this is how this is how it pays off, kids. See, guys, don't give up, even when everyone tells you you should. <laughs> Because one day you might just have a small breakthrough. Yeah, but, I mean, it's, you know, it doesn't answer everything on the show, but it it definitely, uh, there's a lot there. Because it was always like, why the ash? Why the yeah. ash? Like, why does that make totally. any sense? And it's like, well, now we have an answer why that would make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, it and then plus some else. other stuff. Yeah, then it just goes on from there. I'm just like, wow. Yeah. Um, and again, it makes the ash like the sonic fence. Like, yeah. 
And and what is what's I mean, sound is part of the electromagnetic spectrum, so it's like not just mm-hmm. sonic. It's ele- ele- emitting electromagnetism. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So uh, so and it's like that's the connection you want to see when you try to find an answer, right? You don't want to go well. These two separate things have the same function. That's weird. Right. Right. Yeah. There should be a connection between the two. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Brought in the the claiming, the good and evil test, like demystified. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, wow, the good and evil test demystified is huge. It didn't make any sense to me how you could test for good and evil. Me either. It was, and it was like it just came out of nowhere. Like, yeah, we're doing what now? Uh huh. As if this is just a thing to do. Yeah, like it was just insane. And then they just move on. Yeah. <laughs> it's like what guys. Don't throw that in. But if it's just an electromagnometer, I mean, yeah. why not? That's that's totally doable. Yeah, it's it's not. And and if you if you know that the 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 enemy you're looking for responds to electromagnetism unusually, whatever that might mean specifically, mm-hmm. um, then then yeah, you can come up with a test. Yeah, yeah, totally. You know, he can he can do the same thing on Dogen and say, okay, well, I did this to Dogen, who I know is normal, mm-hmm. and this is what the results look like. Okay, now I'll hook it up to anybody else, and then if their results are wildly crazy, you know, because he could have hooked it up to Desmond and it goes off the charts. Right. You know, uh, doesn't mean Desmond's evil, but it'll it'll do it'll have some result. Right. You know? Right. Um, and uh, which which that that makes me want to branch off into a crackpot theory that Desmond got claimed by being shocked and that's why he was so weird gung-ho yeah gung-ho weird about yeah what he was doing yeah that's kind of interesting um but yeah that's uh wow see this is why we podcast because there's still there's still things to figure out yeah 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 um was the ash on uh, on Vince's list? Had to have been. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> if not, he should add it. No, there's no way he missed that. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. It's, it's a bi- it's a big thing. Yeah, he's heard of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Any anyone who's ever listened to this podcast has heard about the ash. Yeah. Um, I feel like we still couldn't quite nail down the cabin but um well i think the cabin has two answers and i think we i think we nailed it down i think we nailed that to the extent that it can be yeah 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 um but the the electromagnetic ash thing feels like more okay no here's the problem i got it i got it no no more problems podcast is over (laughs) we have to go now i just got the problem just hit me Okay, I'm going to solve this problem. The problem is the really the ultimate Ash scene. The scene that bothered me. You know, the reason why the Ash has bothered me all this time. Which isn't, why does it work? For whatever reason, I didn't, care, I didn't mind that. It works. Okay. Um, but it's that final scene where, uh, you know, Saeed kills Dogen. And, and then Lennon says, he's the only thing keeping him out. Like, why would killing Dogen affect the electromagnetic properties of the ash? I'm sorry, what? 
<laughs> you, you broke up there. What? Time to end the podcast? Okay. All right. Um. Well, listen. <laughs> <laughs> of course it's that scene, right? Like... Of course it's that scene. That fucking guy running in. Oh, let me just tell you a thing that makes no sense and die. Yeah. Because <laughs> I feel like that's a great answer. And then they also, throw that wait. shit out. Didn't, wait. I know we just we just patted ourselves on the back about figuring a lot of this stuff out. But but didn't, wasn't the test for Saeed negative, but then Saeed was still claimed? No, 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 it was positive. He told him he, he came out as evil. Oh, That's why he, he tries to kill him. Ah, uh, okay. Then it works. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah, so that part's okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, so what's the question? <laughs> the question is, there's an ashoka around the temple. Yeah. Um, and they even show Man of Black standing just outside at the beginning when he's, you know, talking to Claire. Um suggesting that the ash is keeping him out you know and that's yeah. kind of the established power of the ash but at the end when Saeed kills dogan lennon runs in and says you just uh you just he was the only thing keeping him out you know you just let him in by killing dogan so the question is why would killing dogan cause the electromagnetic properties that repel the man in black, you know, from the ash to no longer function. Why so, would the ash stop functioning just because Dogen died? Like, I don't, I don't get that. If, if, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's the worst. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, but they, they had to throw that in. Part of me wants to say he he didn't really mean the ash. He he meant the temple. Like somehow it's like a vampire thing. Like you can't come in unless you're invited. Mm -hmm. Um, does that answer your question? Is that it? The end? It's, it's just the thing I don't get is why the ash didn't work. You know. In well, maybe, case. maybe. Um, I mean, it doesn't have to be what he said, but it's, but, but, what is it? You know. Well, okay. Let's reverse engineer. Let's go back the other way, right? Okay. If the if the ash is around and like if we're the writers and we're trying to solve the problem of how does Man in Black get inside? Mm -hmm. If there's an ash around, we've established there's an ash around. Yeah. Because all this time they would have wanted Ash around to protect themselves. Mm -hmm. How does he get inside? So I think, you know, we talked about why didn't he just have Claire, like, mess up the Ash line for him? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I think for that answer, they would have had to address it, I think, explicitly. You know, if he's like, hey, Claire, can you, you know take your foot and kind of like yeah. move aside, like break that ash line. Like, I think they, they'd have to address why like right. in that scene, they'd have to, you know, she'd have to hear it or he'd have to say, it keeps me out or whatever, mm -hmm. which I think is not a, a lost thing to do. True. I think to, to have the effect be off screen, I think is what they usually like to do. Oh, absolutely. That's what they did. So, okay. Then you go, okay, well then 
if the ash isn't going to work anymore, but we're not going to break the line, then something else has to make the ash not work. What is mm -hmm. that? Um, why it's Dogen? You know, ugh. where's Richard in all this? Uh, he was he was over. Oh, yeah, where was he? Oh, I think. Hold on, can I get my timeline right? I think he. I think he was just like running around in the jungle. Okay. At that stage. There was a point where he was gone crazy, right? And he was yeah, like, yeah, like when, um, uh, let me see. Let me see if I have this right. Locke, he takes, who does he take? Oh, I'm confused now. Does he take Richard? He knocks Richard out, doesn't he? And like takes Yeah, him. yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. And then, um... Oh right, I guess he asked him to join him and he refuses. And then and then he just wanders around and there's that scene where he comes up to Sawyer. Mhm. Mm and he's like, uh, "Hey, you know, get away, like uh don't mess with him. We're all in trouble. Everyone's going to he's going to kill you all, you know, like he's just kind of flailing around." Mhm. Mm um uh and then I think the next time we see him, he is uh uh, he's with, he comes up to, with Jack in the, uh, in the Black Rock. Um, oh, that's right, yeah. Like he, he wanders out, you know, they have that weird dynamite test thing. Um, but there's that line that, like, really still seems weird to me, where they're like, where were you? And he's like, you wouldn't believe me if I told you. Um, and I think he just means the temple, like, it had already been destroyed. Mm -hmm. So, my impression is that he was flailing about in the jungle he eventually goes to the temple it's already been destroyed and then uh you know goes to the black rock and has that whole business and then his presence is more or less accounted for for the rest of the season um so where is he exactly so my point is I would think he was the jungle okay so he wasn't at the temple so he no. couldn't have been the person there they didn't want to kill him obviously and he can't yeah. be the person that's powering it Right. I mean, the first question is, why is anybody powering it? Like, yeah. that doesn't make any sense. Right. Um, yeah, I, I want to say, again, it's that contradictory piece that should be factored in. Um, right, right, right. And maybe that's it. Maybe that's to throw us off. From the obvious answer. It's the, yeah. Which is, like, which is like the worst answer you can give for something like this. Oh, that's only there to throw us off from the real answer. Like, right. that's so unsatisfying. Is like, you could say that about anything. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. Yeah. But I think that's it. <laughs> well, I have to think that either, either it's there to throw us off or we're wrong about our interpretation about it. Right. I, think, I think it makes way more sense. That if we get 90% there with an answer, I don't think the last 10% should mean it's all the rest is wrong. Right. I think sometimes that could be true, but I don't think that's always true. Yeah. So um, I'm going to say I'm going to say there's an answer that I don't have that explains why they said that. Mm -hmm. But that does not negate the fact that the electromagnetism is in the ash and it keeps him out. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think to buy that. Like the thing is that even if electromagnetism is sort of ultimately the power behind everything, I mean there is still 
there is still some pseudoscience-y mystical craziness going on here, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not as though they're really trying to say, like, all of this is, like, super, like, hard science, you know? So, I mean, I think it's possible for the ash to be electromagnetic, and yet they can still claim there's some mystical quality about it. Mm-hmm. That Dogen has the, he's the temple master, and, you know, he has to be alive for the properties to function. You know, some weird extra thing they want to throw but on. But you, you'd it. think they would have, they would have had the ash before Dogen was ever around. Yeah. Uh, although they only put down the circle in season six when they found out Jacob was dead. So oh, that's true. So it wasn't necessarily there before. So yeah, I'll throw that. Oh, out. maybe. Uh, I almost want to say, well, it, with Jacob dead, Dogen is the new island guy. So that's why it was powered. Could be. Could be. But how would they know that? Well, <laughs> right. I also wanted to try to say again about the the Saeed being claimed, um, or when he's brought back to life and he's in the pool, and it's tainted now. Right. Uh, what? What? Ch- oh, it was because Jacob died. Yeah. Uh, presumably. I mean, you're right. Yeah. We, you know, we don't really know, but I, I feel like that's the most, that's the other thing that happened at the same time. So, you know, I mean, what else would it be? Yeah, you know, that's actually an interesting parallel, though, between Man in Black getting getting thrown to the light cave and coming out the smoke monster, sort of the most pure evil part. But then, you know, what Richard said about healing Ben in the water is going to change him. Mm-hmm. Like, so Ben not being completely dead, but resurrected with the water, getting a little bit evil. Right. You know, um, and then Sa- I feel like Saeed to be a third version of that. Yeah. Um, but the difference is, like, now Jacob is dead. So he's getting in the water after Jacob is dead. So maybe maybe that's why he got fully claimed. And Ben just got a little evil. Mm-hmm. Just a touch, just like, yeah. Just a scotch. <laughs> scotch evil. Um, mm-hmm. just a little sprinkle on top. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, that almost makes sense to me. And then if it's in the water, you know, electromagnetic energy's in the water, right? Yeah, that's tied into the water, definitely. Yeah, so yeah. that's that's why he got claimed, because he, he, he uh, inhaled the water. He right. drank the water. He literally drank the Kool-Aid. True. True. <laughs> True. It's just weird that, um, I mean, my impression is that the, the water, oh, that's what you're saying. Okay, sorry. No, you're right. It makes sense. Yeah. All I'll right. Well, I think we solved a lot of things, and we should stop while we're ahead because... <laughs> There's always one extra thing that ruins it. I totally agree. I just had to throw that out there because that's the sort of... Really, it's that scene that made the Ash frustrating. Yeah. You know? Like, you take that out, and, like, I was fine with it. I almost think that's just what they do. It's, like, the last time they're going to talk about something. Yeah. 
they 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 completely throw something that throws everything else off. The cabin's the same way. Yeah. It's it's yeah. It's like it's like oh we're let's address that thing one last time for all you you know who are following mm-hmm. this mystery with great interest. Let's ruin it for you. <laughs> yeah. The numbers they're the same way. Oh totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's just the thing they like to do. The last thing we're gonna do is tell you the opposite of what you thought. Was yeah. The- yeah. That thing that we seem to have been suggesting this whole time. We're just gonna throw a complete like, <laughs> like wrench into that whole idea. Yep. And then you can just live with that because we're not gonna talk about it again. <laughs> yep. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. Thank you. Good night. But yeah, I totally agree. Uh, we well. Have- some good answers happy 150 uh yeah, i don't think totally. we mentioned that you know you did the intro because um it was the 50th because the one uh, yeah every 50, 50 so. i do every 50 uh, just is doing it yeah so i should uh i'll be there for 200 i think maybe it won't quite be the last but it'll be close so mm-hmm. uh that'll be a good i shouldn't do the last one anyway that's not the tradition you know i don't know it's just kind of a special thing i like to do from time to time um I yeah, pull your weight. 50. Every 50, pull your weight, man. <laughs> Do the intro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was a cool episode. Obviously, we had uh, a lot to say about this one. I think that's probably not a surprise to anyone who yeah. has been listening to Thanks this podcast. Listening. It's been a long one, but hopefully... Oh, yeah. It's a- hey, if you uh, like this podcast, tell us in our comment section. Please do. I love uh, reading comments about the podcast. Um, yeah. it's, Thanks to uh, Vince for uh, keeping up uh, the work yes. at TLLD.net. It's yes. very fun to see his reactions, uh, read his reactions to the commentary series. So yeah, I, I love those. That's great. Um so join the conversation. Yeah, yeah, jump in. There's a there's thread there, or leave a comment. Either way, whichever one you like. Um, and uh, yeah, I guess that's. Uh, so is that gonna do it for today? Anything that's else? It. That's it. Okay. Well, guys, um, we'll see you next time with the next episode. In the meantime, thanks and namaste. Namaste and good luck. <laughs>